Welcome back to Superhero Fatigue. I'm your host, Ren Malone, joined by my co-hosts. Jacob Helker. Christian Cook. And today, tonight, we're here to discuss Iron Man 2, everybody's favorite Iron Man movie and oh. most memorable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the I, peak of Iron Man. I, I thought that I remembered this one, and then about... 15 minutes into the movie, I realized, oh shit, I'm remembering Iron Man 3. That's Rendon exactly yes. what I was doing. I was waiting for Expo Kid to show up. I was waiting for <laughs> Guy Pierce to show up. And it was just like, oh no, uh, Sam Rockwell's the Guy Pierce of this movie. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I guess I skipped Iron Man 2 because this entire time I've been thinking that I knew everything about this movie. And nope, I had never seen it. <laughs> See... I've seen this movie like once or twice and I still don't remember anything. I just watched the movie. I was going to say, we just watched this movie and I've already forgotten a lot of it. It is a, yeah, this movie is, it's like looking at a picture that you think might be a pretty picture, but somebody smeared Vaseline all over the camera (laughs) before they took it. And so you're just watching a blur with no detail yeah. And it's like... That this in- might be the second or third Vaseline-smeared camera joke we've made on this podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Wonder <laughs> Woman Jacob's was made, full I should of say. I've got, I've got way more Vaseline jokes for y'all coming up. <laughs> oh, they're good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, and we, we talked about it. We were like, I was saying, I think I could only talk about this movie for 30 minutes. And then we were all like, yeah, that, yeah. that's yeah. about it. That's all I got it's in me. It's not like it's bad it's just there so we'll try to stretch this one out if we can yeah but, uh, this this episode might end up being a little bit shorter than the other ones just because there is only so much to say about a movie where people don't do things for like a reason a lot of the times it's like people are just characters are doing one thing and then they're just doing another thing. And it yeah. feels like at no point was there were they given like a reason to do that thing. You it's know what I mean? Do plot for plot's sake. And I feel like the a lot of the bigger action sequences in this movie are would be forgettable by most any other. Like they would be the smaller action sequences. Yeah, of they most they other feel movies. rushed through, yeah. don't they? Like they feel they feel like it was just like, all right, I'm gonna throw a couple guys and then and then it feels yes. like the storyboarding took about five minutes and it was just like some guy remembering like an action figure fight that he had whenever he was little, but not even like a particularly good one. Well, for me, it's just like not very creative. Like, oh, he'll be on a racetrack and that's where the fight takes place. And then, yeah. oh, they'll be in a, I guess, a, like a Japanese garden for some reason no i think that was just like (laughs) i think it was for the contrast between robots and like this tranquil environment but it was just it felt like it belonged in kill bill not in iron man 2 yeah Yeah. look look we understand that superhero movies are real movies now but i don't i don't need to be given uh like i feel like i don't need to be given visual contrast to show me that like yeah dude this is a real movie okay this isn't just a superhero movie mm-hmm. and mind you this is definitely just a superhero movie and i mean don't get me wrong <laughs> anyone who's listened to the podcast and you guys especially have heard me say hundreds of times i love the mcu they're my favorite movies out right now but i don't ever need to see this movie again honest to god i don't 
it, it really, it's unnecessary. Yeah. It really did feel like a stepping stone movie. Like, okay, we'll set up more stuff with the Avengers. We'll get Black Widow in here. Yeah. Like, tell a little bit about Tony's past, I guess. But yeah. it's just all filler. Like, yeah. uh, like what happens in between the movies that you care about. Yeah, absolutely. It feels like, uh, it feels like a movie full of the scenes that advance the plot in other MCU movies. Yeah. Yeah. With no real, really no big payoff. Like... The stakes don't ever feel that high. Like I know that, like in in you know in the universe, the stakes are pretty high, but the stakes never feel that high to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like there's never. It feels like a really safe movie. It does. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably uh, we should probably get into it. All yeah. things considered. Let's see. It starts with the Stark Expo. Yeah. Yes. Um, like the opening ceremonies for the Stark Expo, which they're doing. Like seventy four, I think, is what they say. Oh, okay. Like he's just now redoing it. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of you saying things that happen in this movie and me going, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. uh, yeah. That's That rings a very, very faint bell. I, I remember now. Promise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Tony jumps out of an airplane. For some reason, they're shooting the fireworks like directly in his direct. Like I'm thinking, can you not aim those somewhere else? Does yeah, he really yeah. have to be getting smacked and dodge these things? Yeah, it's like I feel like the last thing that I want to do with my high tech battle suit is fire shit at it as it's coming down into a crowd of people. Like that sounds like a recipe for a disaster. Most, you know what I mean? Most of the time when I watch these movies and it's uh, these Iron Man movies. I'm thinking that's still a human being inside that iron thing. I don't care how well it protects his skin from getting hit. <laughs> like if you're getting punched by an artillery shell or something, it's going to just knock everything on your insides out of whack. Yeah. And that's so little things like this. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, dude, you're just getting smacked with fireworks. And in this movie, no this movie is full of that. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He's getting thrown all yeah. around yeah. throughout this movie. Um, he's massacred so a couple of while times. he's ill. Yeah, so Tony, he's like, you know, he's flying down to the Stark Expo, and he does the first of many, and I mean many, superhero Superhero landings. Oh my god, this movie is packed to the gills with superhero landings. Like, once that's been pointed out to you, you just can't look at it and take it seriously. I know, man, and it's not even, like, they're just, there are, there is one character in particular, which we will get to. Who does them? And like that character's not even landing anywhere; they're just like uh, doing <laughs> stuff and then posing that way. I know that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, yes. Why are you posing that way? Yeah, aren't you like? Aren't you so trying unnatural. to get somewhere fast? What are you? <laughs> oh my god! All throughout that, it was like every four seconds. This particular character. It's like when you're a little kid playing like play fighting on the playground, and you think it's cool to strike a pose like that in between, like bites in quotes and then you get older and you realize how silly that looks how childlike and dumb (laughs) i used to do that and like during the fights in quotes i would hum like battle music like i'd be (laughs) fighting my buddy yeah (laughs) (laughs) i remember (laughs) being in a park playing with my cousin and we had just we were like whacking at each other with sticks <laughs> I'm like um, Christian, Christian used to whack his cousin with his stick. You heard it here first. 
and last, hopefully. The E True Hollywood story of Christian Cook. Y'all, it was a tree branch, okay? This is long before my tenure as equipment manager. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing it back. I like it. No, but we, 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 we got like branches off the tree and we were like sword fighting and I was humming like battle music and he just stopped and looked at me and he was like Shut up. <laughs> you know what that sounds better than? Iron Man two. Yeah, I think Probably I would have I think I would have rather watched that uh stick fight between you and your cousin. And then see your cousin yell at you to shut up. I would so <laughs> rather watch that. I know. This movie is I mean, it's it's entertaining enough. Yeah. But uh it's it doesn't have nearly the entertainment value of the first Iron Man, oh, no. which is That's endlessly entertaining lower. and I think endlessly I gave portable. That one yeah, a ten out of ten when we rated. I it. don't. I don't remember honestly. This one, I mean, um, we'll get to when I, I rated it. But it's this been one, like it's been like ten months since we did that episode. I have no idea. That's true. It's been <laughs> a long time. I gave it. A, we all gave it ten out of ten. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Huh. Um So where Tony lands, he uh, has like these things that disassemble his suit come up and underneath he's wearing like a full tuxedo Silk suit, suit. Gorgeous underneath. which Kristen said was, did you say tasty? Did you say that suit is tasty? I like the way it looked, man. Mm. It looked comfortable. I kept That's thinking, exactly what it sounded like when you said it too. Mm-hmm. See, you say it looked comfortable and I kept thinking how uncomfortable was that wearing the Iron Man suit over that I, over oh, like loafers? Yeah, I like that it, would suck. I, but... In my head I liken it to the idea of when you like get home from the bar and you're a little drunk or something and you don't want to like take the time to take your clothes off and so you fall you fall into bed and pull the blanket over you, but then all of your clothing Twists just a little bit on you. Oh, it just restricts your body. Yeah, and you can't, and you're, but you're tangled up in the blanket, and you're you're a little drunk. Aware you're wearing clothes. Yes, dude. I'm I'm telling you. Imagine now. Imagine, imagine flying like that, and instead of being a shirt and pants, it's a full tuxedo. Oh my god! (laughs) I can't imagine how uncomfortable that was. Like putting a wetsuit on over your tuxedo, how that feels. (laughs) Oh man! You know how that you know if you guys hadn't... you guys know how that feels. <laughs> Listeners, we know you've been there. Um, man, what happens in this scene? He does the whole intro. He yeah, he. Everybody loves Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, he's man. Also, I just want to interject. Throughout the whole beginning of this movie, like gone is the smarmy good-heartedness of Robert Downey Jr. from the first film. And replaced is this real abrasive dickishness that I cannot stand. Yeah, it's like, um, man, they just, that was like the one thing that they decided to sequelize. Like, let's take this thing people loved and turn it on its head. But it's like the one thing they don't need to do that with. It's the draw, you know? It's the draw of this movie. The entire, like, support for these movies is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and he, like, all throughout this, he's like, he's like barking orders at people and like, oh, I don't like people who hand me things. Like... The, the first movie spent a lot of time humanizing Tony Stark from, like, this business magnet and this arms dealer yeah, to he... being, like, a likable, caring, like, heart of gold kind of person. And the beginning of this movie totally, like, rips that out, rips that rug out oh, from under you. Oh, that's right. This is the part where he's, like, standing there and he's talking. He's like, I'm not saying from captivity rose me out of the ashes as the greatest phoenix metaphor of all time and blah 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 yeah, and i'm so great and aren't i awesome? and then he does the same thing when he goes to the senate hearing within like yeah. just yeah, a few it's, minutes and it's saying he's saying like uh world peace i've privatized world peace or whatever okay yeah to be fair he is talking to senator stern 
And spoiler alert for Captain America Winter Soldier, Senator Stern's a member of Hydra, so I can look past Tony being a dick to him. Oh, wow. But I can deal with that. But did Tony know that? No, nobody knew that. But I'm just I'm just saying, like all throughout this first little bit, he's just he's being a jerk, man. Yeah, well, the, and the scene that you pointed out that happens later in the movie where the he what does he get from the strawberry guy? Oh, oh yeah strawberries yeah. from the Hispanic guy on the side of the road and he says just like set it down I have this thing about people handing things to me yeah it's, it's like, like dude he comes off as such a dick I know yeah it's I mean don't get me wrong Robert Downey Jr. of course he does a great job of course he does a great job but yeah uh, but yeah there throughout mostly the beginning of this movie although yeah a little bit later the script he, just calls for him not to be likable I guess but man it, it was it was not good for I me. think yeah. This movie is part of the reason Justin Thoreau only ever wrote one superhero movie. I think it's uh, uh like it's a uh, what do you what's the term uh like the edge of a sword or something where Robert Downey Jr. A catch twenty two. No, where you can be like extremely likable, but if you tilt just a little in the other direction, a, he's just he comes off as a dick. A two edged a double edged sword. I think that's the expression I was thinking of, but I know that doesn't mean what I'm trying to say. A uh, fine line between dickish and... I guess we can say that. Yeah. Doesn't uh, matter. Either way, you so, get what I'm saying. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's he sits there and it's like this big, like, uh, this big, like, oh, I'm so great kind of thing at the expo. He's introducing himself, introducing all of his achievements, saying that he created world peace. And uh, he leaves the expo. And he's confronted by this woman who hands him a subpoena saying that he has to testify in front of the Senate Armed Forces Committee. And he does that Tony Stark thing, of course, where he's like hitting on her and, yeah. you know, you know, talking she's about how loving it because she's because she's a woman. Well, and this okay, is a movie with, with Robert Downey Jr. starring in it. Yeah. <laughs> Jacob, I mean, you can only kind of answer because you're engaged. But Ren, Ren, tell me the truth. You'd hit on Kate Mara if she came up to you. Oh shit! It's Kate Mara. I didn't even think about yeah. specifying. Yeah. Um, I don't. Well, Ignoring I, Fantastic Four. I mean, are we? <laughs> are we ignoring that she's Kate Mara and I'm me? Yeah. Like, like I just, it's like an approachable. Like you woman. guys are just talking to each other. You'd hit on her. Pro- I mean, yeah, probably. Yeah. But he's Tony Stark. Women throw themselves at him. He oh, doesn't that's have true. to do that, but still. Whatever. Uh, she's a U.S. Marshal, and yeah. she gives him Oh, yeah. actually, and... though, right before this is when he snuck backstage at the expo and pulled out that old oh, Game Boy God, Advance that he's checking his blood toxicity I know. with. Oh, yeah. I forgot. We forgot to mention, yeah. It's like this. It's like a beeper, or a, like it's like the size of a stapler, and he's keeping <laughs> the thing. And Tony Stark, who has all this tech, like holograms around him that he can ma- manipulate with his bare hands. And he has to pull out this thing. Oh my god! Yeah, that looks like your bedside alarm clock. People from the with 80s. diabetes have insulin checkers that are way smaller than that. <laughs> he, he pulls anyway. He pulls it out, and on the little screen, it flashes blood toxicity twenty something percent. And yeah. it's guess it's left up to you for now to decide what that means. But it's clear that Tony Stark is in some trouble. I, I kind of think his blood is toxic. Yeah. Like, just based on the context clues? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, the bigger issue is revealed later. Based yeah. on the giant red marquee that he's carrying around <laughs> that in his pocket. That blood him. toxicity. He it's just a, it's borrowed like, it from John Favreau. I think it said 19%, but 
totally I'm d- does not matter. Anyway, it, yeah, the red flashes up like the fatality from uh, from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I was thinking like the digital numbers that were appearing in The Incredible Hulk if they were red. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he goes outside and the lady comes and subpoenas him. And so he's sub subpoenas him. I was going to say, man, sounds like what he wants to do to her <laughs> a little bit, but whatever. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Sub, she comes and gives him a subpoena to appear in front of the Senate Armed Forces Committee at 9 a.m. the next day. Which, mind you, what kind of Senate committee brings you a subpoena to appear at their committee the next at like day. 11 p.m. the night before? And you got to be there at 9 a.m. and you live in New York City? <laughs> what the hell? That's, that's almost impossible. Maybe they were doing it so that he couldn't defend himself or something. Yeah, I guess. But it's it's still really I don't silly. know. They gave him like a perfect excuse. Sorry, I couldn't make it. It was such short notice. Yeah, that yeah. is a, that's a great excuse. That is a great excuse. <laughs> They're just they, It yeah, was it 3 no in sense. the morning and you said be here at 8. I'm t- <laughs> also, so, who thinks that Tony Stark wakes up at 9 a.m. or any time before that to get there? Yeah, if you're going to give a man a subpoena and he's at a gigantic gala party thing at like what? It's it's deep night. It looks like dark like the dark of night. Then I'm going to go ahead and assume he wasn't planning on getting up at 8 a.m. the next day to go to Washington oh, yeah. DC. Um so he goes to the Senate hearing. Is it it's the Senate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's the Senate Armed Forces Committee. And uh Senator Kelly is telling him that he wants all the mutants <laughs> to be registered. Or- oh wait. No, that's a more interesting movie I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the guy... Senator what's, Stern is what's his character's the, name. What's the, the comedian's name that oh, plays him? Oh, man, I do not remember. Um, He's dead. I know that. I, it, is, it starts with an S. I have no idea, but uh, if this guy's dead, rest his soul. Yeah, yeah but he died a couple of years ago. I, no, I spent, he died last year. I spent the vast majority... He died, yeah. I spent the vast majority of this movie thinking that this guy had had a lot of plastic surgery done, only to find out that he just looks like that. Yeah, there might be a little something going on. I'm telling you, that guy's face—it looks like it it looks like his lips and cheeks are made of scar tissue. Gary Shandling, legendary comedian. Gary Shandling. Yeah, Uh, he died in 2016. Well, Shandling. Well, Shandling family. I'm sure he's very talented. He was. Oh oh, yeah, was. But uh, man, he. He might have had some work done there. Here's a picture of him when he was younger. It's so hard to tell. It is hard to tell. Is that just his face? (laughs) (laughs) It's totally just his face. Man, that sucks. He just looks plastic. It's funny because he looks a lot like Mickey Rourke. (laughs) He does. It's so weird. Who is also in this movie. I think they actually Mickey Rourke's first scene is in between the expo and. No, it's at the very, very beginning. It's like the opening credits. Oh, wow. We skipped it. Uh, So the bad guy in this movie is this Russian man named. Ivan Vanko. How am I the only one? It is so simple. It's because it's so similar to Ivan Drago. I keep wanting to say it and I know that's not right. (laughs) That's what I keep doing, hey, too. He's going to break something. And any other Russian name I try to think of sounds so stereotypical and wrong in my mind. Is it Emil Blonsky? Something of. Ivan Vodkovich. Vodkovich. But, yeah, he, it shows him, like, looking at, like, these plans for an arc reactor, and it's got his father's name 
Well, first his dad dies. Yeah. And his reaction to his dad's death is so like my my explanation for it was that he's Russian and they're not used to crying at all or, sh- or showing any emotion <laughs> so based he on just stereotypes. Screams. So he yelled in the weirdest way. Although I don't know with ah. with how wooden Mickey Rourke's face is. Can you imagine trying to get that man to convincingly convey sad emotion? Mickey Rourke is not wooden. If anything, he is a Ken doll that got thrown under the (laughs) Salamander. If anything, he's silicon composite. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, he certainly has some trouble moving his mouth around a little bit man that's he, because it's so tight from all the botox man he he does and it's it's very apparent like it looks like he's it looks like every facial expression that he makes is based on this smirk like sad smirk happy smirk mad smirk it looks like it's all based on the same facial expression with very slight alteration yeah if you're wondering what he looks like in this movie look up any picture of mickey rourke on like a at a red carpet event or anything, and he looks exactly the same in everything that he's in now. It's just Mickey Rourke. <laughs> no way, though. He's covered in set. tattoos in this movie. Oh, that's true, and his oh. fingernails are very dirty. Very dirty. That's to convey that he is uh, Russian and living in destitution, if you didn't know that. I will say I do think Mickey Rourke is a fantastic actor. Yeah, I think he's a good actor. I think uh, most of the time he's a I think he'd actor. be a better voice actor, but that's just me. I, yeah, I think he'd be great at that, too. <laughs> he was great in The Wrestler. Yes. And yeah, he the looked wrestler, perfect. The Wrestler part. is good because Mickey Rourke's face looks like it's been beat to shit for the past 40 years. Yeah, I can yeah. believe that. That's one of the more perfectly cast parts. <laughs> absolutely. I think I've seen absolutely. Ever. But anyway, we're getting... Okay, so he, he's, he's, what happens? He, he sees... These blueprints for an arc reactor designed by his father, something Vanko. Uh, let's go with David Vanko. No, let's go with Vodka Vanko. Vodka Vanko. <laughs> so Vodka Vanko, turns out, he worked with uh, Tony Stark's dad, Howard. Now, Vodka defected to America, but then only four years later, he's sent back, and Vodka has blamed the Stark family for all of this, and... You watch Vodka die, he pulls out, what's his face, Ivan pulls out the map, or not the map, the blueprint, starts building an arc reactor. At mm-hmm. one point, he's holding up a glass of what I assume is vodka, but I'm also really, really racist towards Russians. Russian is not a race, well, Christian. Whatever. <laughs> I'm, I, sorry, I'm just... I think you mean sexist. <laughs> I'm just very, very racist <laughs> towards squirrels. <laughs> I, for one, hate capybaras. Don't like them. <laughs> But he's like holding How up. Do you this... not love it's the, the world's biggest rodent that looks adorable? It's like a guinea pig, but it's, it's a the giant size of a guinea. Dog. Yeah, don't even make that joke. It's a guinea pig that you can wrestle with and slap its fat belly. Come on, Christian. <laughs> Relax. But he's feeding his bird like vodka or wine or something, and that sets up a the joke. Bird. Later what in is the with movie? the bird in this I movie? Don't the bird. Know. The bird, it feels like the bird is going to do something. I know. There's, the bird exactly. is a catalyst. He the kept catalyst. asking for his bird later, and I was like, that, there's something with that bird. It's got like a chip on it or something that he needs. I want my ball. And it serves no purpose. Yeah, the, there's yeah, there's a, it's like a parakeet, I guess, that shows up in this movie. And it, it continues showing up throughout this movie. I'm sorry to spoil this for you. The bird means nothing. It is the just bird. Man. The bird only ex- and not only that, it's not even the same bird that keeps showing up. It's a different bird that somebody buys him 
and it only exists to be thrown into a sack at one point. I yep. was like, yeah, this thing is going to get killed, and it's going to drive him angry I thought or that something. too. Or I, I seriously thought that like maybe it had a bracelet on its claw that had a chip or something that he needed. And nope, it's just his Just pet. a board. <laughs> he just has a pet. <laughs> that's it. It's, that's, there's so little characterization for this guy. I know. All yeah. there is is his motivation to get Tony Stark. And that's as far as they go with any plot development because he's just using analogies after that, like saying, uh, oh, man, he steals a line from, well, Batman v Superman stole a line from this movie, I guess, where he says, uh, like, you make a god bleed and the people won't worship him anymore. And then there's blood in the water. And so the sharks are going to. And I'm like, dude, you're just jumping from analogy to analogy. There's no purpose. I want to point out that I'm watching Ren physically restrain himself from saying that in a Russian accent right now. I think I, I almost watched his mouth form like the the slight snarl that the Russian accent usually takes in our home. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. I watched. It was physical I don't, restraint. I wasn't that I just thinking watched. about it at first, but I felt it happening. <laughs> like my body wanted to do it. This muscle. It was Russian, muscle memory. As we've said before, Russian accents they are a big topic in our house. <laughs> Very big. My God. Anyway, very big. Uh, we're we're at we're at the Senate meeting. Yeah. Now. So they yeah. So Tony goes to the Senate. They're hearing. like, hey, look, the Iron Man weapon is a weapon, and Tony Stark's like, no, it's not. And everybody watching this movie with any common sense is like, I watched you blow up six dudes at once in the last movie. It's definitely a weapon. If something yeah. has missiles inside of it, it's a weapon. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but he's like, no, no, it's not a weapon. It's a prosthetic. Yeah, it's a very advanced prosthetic. Like I I understand. What the like the movie is like? Oh yeah, look at likable. He's worming his way out again. Slick Tony Stark. But really, I'm just like, dude, this, like these these are lawmakers. These people, they're not. They don't. They they can't be convinced by like funny turns of phrase. That's I'm, their yeah, whole it's job. It's not like you're a debate tournament. Yeah, you, well, you he beat him. Yeah, exactly. He said the best thing. He wins. <laughs> and that's exactly. And the crowd, which, mind you, there is a crowd in the Senate chamber, which that's not the way the of, like, Senate is. Tony Stark fans. I know, yeah. And they're all, every time Tony says anything, they're all cheering. And no, like, it's not a rap battle. There's just <laughs> girls throwing panties I'm at I'm telling them. you, dude, it's like I'm watching 8 Mile. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> thing <laughs> gary shandling doing a rap battle i would love to have seen that that's a private school speaking of which i've still got a picture of him up on my phone and i looked at it and i thought it was mickey rourke from this <laughs> <laughs> does uh, this not look like mickey rourke it oh look look dude i just looked at him for two hours he definitely <laughs> it's not I, for me it's not like they look like each other. It's that that quality that I don't like about either one of the way that they look is exactly the same on both of them. <laughs> I don't know exactly what to call it, but it's there on both of them. Um, yeah, they're going, you know, they're going back and forth. They're like, it's a weapon. It's not a weapon. It is. It's not. And then Gary Shanling's character is just like, well, you know, we called in an expert. And uh, Justin Hammer, played by Sam Rockwell, comes in. He's like America's sweetheart, Sam yeah. Rockwell. He's the rival company to Tony Stark's Stark Industries, and Tony Stark just starts shitting on this dude. Oh yeah, it's he makes t- him. He makes a fool of this man. You're, oh yeah, you're talking about a man's livelihood. Who up to this point, we have not shown that he's an asshole yet. Oh yeah, so we think Tony Stark is just being mean i, was I know just like exactly he, that like he's just a corporate rival and tony stark is just like 
beating him down. Although he does start calling Tony Anthony. Yeah. Oh my god, that drove me crazy. And that's a that's a quick way to make you hate a character. Honestly, at first, I really wasn't sure like what he was talking about, and then I was I was like, "Who's Anthony?" And then I realized, "Oh, he's talking about (laughs) Tony Stark." That it's that same asshole kid who finds out you go by your middle name. And then he insists on calling you by your first name, even I, though you ask him to stop. I dealt with that issue many times in school growing up. Oh, poor Ren. <laughs> and that's his name. And that's my name. That's his name. It's just Ren. No last name. Just like Ren. Madonna. <laughs> uh, or like, Seal. Like Beyonce. <laughs> but Ren. <laughs> um... <laughs> It's like Beck. So and not then, like Beyonce, I see. And then Tony starts using... Yeah, it's more like Beck. <laughs> <laughs> kind of weird, kind of out there. Tony starts using his phone to hijack the screens in the room because uh, he's trying to prove that no other countries are close to having the technology that he has so they don't have to worry about that. And he's bringing up like tests from Russia where they're trying to make their own Iron Man and it's just... Going horribly, crash test. North Korea, and it looks like the Iron Giant a little bit. Which one is it that he brings up up that Justin Hammer's helping with? That's Justin Hammer's own company. No, oh, it's in Iran. No, Iran is uh, Iran's the one that explodes. This is Justin Hammer trying to develop it himself. Oh, just his own. And then and then the thing spins. Just the top half of it. Yeah, the top half of this dude. There's a person in this suit. And it spins around to where he's like looking. It does a complete 180. You just hear him scream. Yeah, so it's straight gross. up, yeah, Tony Stark, for dramatic effect, plays a video of a man dying. To <laughs> which I love... Justin Hammer retorts, uh, the test pilot survived, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I'd just like to point out, the te- and it's, I feel like it's just Sam Rockwell riffing or something, because yeah. it's just a perfect Sam Rockwell line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Um, also, And he's smiling right after he says it. Because the camera's focused on Tony, and in the background you see Sam Rockwell just <laughs> smiling real oh, big. This is the same scene where uh, we're introduced to the new James Rhodes. I was going to say oh, that, too. Don Cheadle. He comes slinking in. Oh, man, in. he's got the perfect line, too, when he walks in. He's like... It's like, Rody, I didn't expect to see... Tony says, Rody, I didn't expect to see you here. No, he just says, I didn't expect to see yeah. you here. And because Don it's Cheadle. a different actor than the previous movie. Don Cheadle's just like, it's me, I'm here, let's move on. Yeah, yeah which is just basically very looking clearly, at the audience and saying, "Relax." Yeah, we get we get pretty hard fair. It's like a pretty hard Ferris Bueller here, which I'm fine with. Yeah, I think it's yeah. I think it's I think it's cool. This is one of we two also made we we, we I said I said Ferris Bueller in the last episode, and Ren did that exact thing. Did I really? You definitely did, man. If you guys if you guys just got done listening to the last episode. Uh, be sure to confirm that to us. I, I am I am positive that that was, exact exchange happened. I think I was fairly drunk off an empty stomach during the last episode, so yeah, I don't we, remember much of it. We've uh, <laughs> oftentimes whenever we record, uh, we you know we'll have a beer or two beers, and then yeah, if we watch the movie and then immediately record, sometimes dinner gets skipped or something like that oh it's yeah a, i was feeling it last yeah. episode and you could tell because i'm acting a lot sillier than yeah <laughs> yeah the see if you can uh see if you can play spot drunk ren throughout our episodes uh there's there is a certain uh 
comment that I make about sacred Jewish texts, <laughs> and I'm that was 100. percent That was alcohol. racist as shit, is what that was. Yeah, uh, there's there's I don't remember what episode it is, but there was one episode where I had had a couple of drinks already, and then I got here and Ren had bought a six pack for us to share during the recording of that episode and by the end of the episode i like i always lay on my couch while we're recording but at the end of it my face was like sandwiched with a pillow on top of it and i was talking up into my microphone <laughs> last week was you got it. shirtless huh last week you got shirtless wasn't shirtless i had no. a i had a, a you showed sl- us your yarmulkes <laughs> <laughs> I had a sleeveless shirt God on. Damn it! That's got big sleeve holes and sleeve holes. Don't a, say sleeve holes. Occasionally, it can be exposing. But anyway, we're getting off track, okay, so y'all. Don Cheadle walks in, and uh, he. I got to be honest. I did not love Rhodey in this movie at all. I just kept thinking, if Terrence Howard were in the role, I was like, man, that guy is so much more like commanding. And Rhodey was so coming too. off way too sympathetic at I, times. I think... Uh, and when Don Cheadle acts angry, I just don't buy it a lot of the time. Don Cheadle, to me, like, I think it's his stature. Because I think that maybe Terrence Howard, he's, you know, he's kind of a thicker-necked guy. Uh, and he's got, like, kind of broader shoulders. And so when he walks, like, when he's wearing a military uniform or something, yeah, he looks like a soldier. He looks, you know, he looks commanding. And he looks like somebody who could tell somebody to do something and they would do it. But Don Cheadle... He doesn't come across as like he doesn't come across as a leader to me, and so not it, at all. Yeah, it's weird to think of him as like oh, decorated army lieutenant colonel James Rhodes because Air he, Force. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, I and guess. there's a oh, point yeah. where he's Respected. saying, "You need to get yourself some help, Tony." And I kept thinking like that's way too sympathetic for like this military man. Yeah. Terrence Howard would have been like, "You need to get yourself some help, Maine." Yeah. No. <laughs> it was I got made fun of for saying Maine too much. Was... I had to start If you if you've there. seen uh, the, you if you've seen the People versus OJ Simpson, it reminded me of David Schwimmer calling uh, OJ Simpson juice every juice. time he did something bad. You're oh, kill yourself on. in Kimmy's room, juice. Come on, juice. <laughs> It Good was, man, gosh. I'll tell you, every time David Schwimmer said juice, it yanked me right out of that show, which is awful because that's a, I highly recommend it. It's a great show. That was a great season. But man, David Schwimmer says juice. Way Y'all can too eat much. my grits, though. I much prefer. Uh, this is going to sound unbelievable because now I can't remember his name Don uh, Cheadle? Don Cheadle. I much prefer Don Cheadle. I to don't. Terrence Howard. I don't. I just don't like Terrence Howard in most things. And part of it might be me judging him too harshly for like crash and hustle and flow, but he's just always... uh, to to not well regard. Oh wait, those are both very well regarded films. Crash does not deserve to be well regarded whatsoever. I, like, I feel like the, I like the reputation behind Crash has shifted dramatically. That movie, like, it's kind of a punchline now. Me. I like Crash. I mean, I still think it's a fine movie, but it's used as a punchline for like stereotypes and everything nowadays it seems um i've never seen hustle and flow i've seen hustle and flow it is it is barely better than 50 cents get rich or die trying whoa i've never seen that either whoa first off have you seen that get rich or die trying yeah the story of 50 cents life yeah yeah Uh, well the story of how 50 cent wishes his life had been yes no that all actually happened Man, that's, that's I, real life. I I don't know if I believe he got it's, shot it seems, nine I know, times. I know, okay, look, I've I've seen him say it on TRL ten thousand times, but I think that 
It might be. It, it's like eight mile to me. Like maybe fifty cent probably wasn't like. It seems. It just seems very dramatized to me. Which it's a movie. Parts but, of it are, but the nine. Have y'all seen shot. Iron Man two? No. Oh, maybe we should talk about that <laughs> oh, we movie. Should. We're still at the Senate hearing in this okay. movie oh. that we didn't think we could talk about for more than thirty <laughs> God. minutes. Okay, so yeah, so eventually, uh, okay, they let out the Senate hearing. Tony wins yeah. uh, best debate, and they get out. And what happens right after that? Um, I know. Eventually, they lead to the racetrack. Yeah, he. That's he, that's uh, that's the next oh, big event that happens. He he. What? Well, no, he's got to go back to his house first. This is when we find out why his blood toxicity. Oh, he's being that's poisoned right. by the arc reactor. Yeah, in his the chest. palladium, I think, is what it's called. The palladium core. I think is it's like adamantium. Poisoning him. No, it's it's <laughs> it's <vibranium>. unobtainium. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's all. You go potanium. It's whatever. It's it's an element in a movie. What the element is, it doesn't matter yeah. because movies throw around the names of elements. Spider Man Two. Movies throw around the names of elements Tritium. so, so just like blasé, and they'll like name real elements with no regard as to what that element actually is. Yeah, you know I've got I mean? a hydrogen core. You know, <laughs> it's like, wait a minute, isn't that a gas? Not a, not a solid. <laughs> what, what are they talking about? In this. I'm movie? telling you, dude. Movies do that all the time. Like junk, junk science is has always been. You know, technobabble has always kind of been a part of, like, the MCU, and I'm fine with it. And mind you, I know nothing about most elements, so it, it does not impede my, like, yep. enjoyment of Pre- a movie. Pretty much I know that hydrogen is number one, and I'm pretty sure polonium is something, and that's that's about all. Uh, it's like in Galaxy Quest, they're going for ber- beryllium spheres at one point, and I'm like, I sure. don't know what that is. <laughs> yep, but... that's what they're doing. All right. <laughs> uh, let's eat that up. <laughs> so... Um, He's yeah, like, Tony finds out he's being poisoned. Yeah, he's got to drink his own arc these, reactor. Like green shit. It's chlorophyll. He's got to drink eighty ounces of it. Yeah, he's. I don't think it's. I don't think he's drinking pure chlorophyll. I, I don't think know. he's drinking like a a grass shooter or something. I, he's I, also anyway. he's keeping it from Pepper too. Yeah, and yeah. This is she when shows Pepper up comes and he in. mutes Jarvis from talking about yeah. it. Yeah, and she's like, "What's going on with you?" Blah blah blah. You need to start running the company better. She just starts like laying into oh, him, and right. then he's like, "You know what? You're CEO," and I'm thinking, the board's not gonna allow that. I don't think. Yeah, if you if you have a company that has a chairman of the board, the reason you have a board is so that they can like decide things like this. Yeah, I don't think you can just make somebody a CEO. Like you're, he a said s- it. He has a throwaway line of like he looks into it and there's no like legality or anything like nothing to stop it. <laughs> However, I'm here to tell you, I'm pretty sure there is, <laughs> and it's called every corporation ever. I think yeah. it's uh, a <laughs> in the movies. If you're a majority shareholder, you can do whatever you want. With I know. Your yeah. If you're if you're a majority shareholder in the movies, you can like you can drive to the shareholder meetings. You can pull up in the front row in a golf cart with like a like a kilt on and nobody can say anything. I you think that's an shoot. Adam Sandler movie, isn't it? I, <laughs> the Santa about Cruz. That's the Santa Cruz too. <laughs> the Santa Cruz too. <laughs> Gone green. <laughs> the title oh. is good. The subtitle needs work. Yeah. Putts, we'll get putts there. away. I don't know. Something like with Gone the golf. Green, no, 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 no. Anyway, anyway, anyway on. <laughs> oh, um, uh, but yeah, he's just like, you're CEO now. And she's like, what? And he said, your CEO, even though she's only ever been an assistant. Uh, also, Pepper Potts, she has a habit throughout this movie of 
she will have all of these very legitimate complaints for Tony Stark. Yeah. And she's like going off about them like you don't do this and we need to do this and we need we would need to worry about this. And then he says one thing and that doesn't fix those and she completely forgets about all the complaints that she just, all the very legitimate complaints he that she just had. He literally might as well be looking at her and going, "You're so pretty." And she just goes, "Oh, man." I'm telling you, dude, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like she like she you know they're trying to run a company right mm-hmm. here and the company is like you know he's spending all of their money on things and on things that they don't need money spent on and she's freaking out about it and he's like well i guess i'll make that your problem and she's like wow thank you i forgot about all those other things does he train with happy before or after the race scene before before okay so that so, happens next i guess yeah this is our introduction to black widow we see Happy... Uh, are you sure it's Black Widow? No, it's actually uh, Natalie Rushmore or Nat- something. Yeah, Natalie R- Rush... Rush something? The listeners aren't idiots, you guys. <laughs> it's Scarlett Johansson with red hair in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Come on. And yeah. she is here just for people to look at. That, yep. is, the whole, that is her whole purpose. Her in introduction movie. to this movie? It's her ass. Her ass is introduced to this movie. This is clearly like before the more recent, like let's actually consider women real people movement. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. It's, this it's is so well before Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman or Captain Marvel were ever going to get made. It's yeah. well it's, it's weird how like quickly this movie has been dated because of this. Yeah, it's she is she, she, she walks is in and the camera is just focused on her ass as she's walking over, and then it does it later when she's walking up to him and Nick Fury to reveal herself as Black uh, Widow. Ugh, I know. I'm... Well, and this is this is the same movie where there's a scene where we see uh, Bill O'Reilly like talking on a television about how a woman can't be CEO or something oh. like that. <laughs> oh my! Which is mind you. It's believable in that that's exactly what I would expect Bill O'Reilly to say about a yep. corporate decision like that. I can't believe Bill O'Reilly Perfectly agreed cast. to say it in the movie. <laughs> that's yeah, and this I was telling uh, I was I telling can totally believe that. I was telling these guys, man, this is if if nothing dates this movie, it's the fact that Bill O'Reilly was featured in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as you know, as opposed to now where Bill O'Reilly is he is a laughing stock in the worst kind of way you know what he's i mean he's a laughing stock for sexually assaulting women yeah what but what what it's, i mean is that no i, I mean i agree yeah, with bill you o'reilly 100%. you know holds himself he holds himself as like this bastion of value and everything like that but back then or like at the point where this movie was made he was just you know a very popular guy on tv yeah. and it was so weird seeing his face on tv mm. and here at superhero fatigue we promise that that will be the only time we ever talk about bill o'reilly on this podcast. I, yeah, I hope so. I, yeah, I, I just had to get that out. It is bizarre seeing him uh, after learning everything about him. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bill O'Reilly, he's not a topic of discussion in our home or on our podcast. So uh, why is she like undercover in his company? Because uh, they talk about it later in the movie. They knew he was dying. Somehow. Somehow. I'm not saying it's smart, but they knew he was dying. And they're also scoping him out for the Avengers initiative. Which everything he does in this movie should prove that's a bad idea. Well, I mean, it kind of does, but we'll get there. Um, we got to go to Monaco, boys. And, oh. But then it's it really is like this sort of uh, Joss Whedon, uh, Zack Snyder a little bit uh, thing where it's like, sure, we're sexualizing Black Widow. 
but she also kicks guys' asses in this movie, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah she she like she, yeah, it's it's making basically it's trying to make amends later on. Like, oh, you thought she was just a pretty face? It's like yeah, because or, and with Happy Hogan and like when she's introduced, she does that to him. Yeah, I know, and it's like, dude, you can't you can't take the moral high ground whenever you had this camera riding this woman's ass for like ten seconds. Oh, it's... I can have this cake and eat it too. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. So, After, yeah, what, yeah, what we, happens uh, next? We go to the Monaco Grand Prix. And Why are they even there? Because Tony is making stupid decisions Well, no, all it's because Tony movie. Stark has entered a car. Oh. And, and then he... Uh, Do you think a, it's part of his... Because he's dying, like, that's why he yeah, it's like Yeah, it's like yeah. he's being self-destructive. That was a split-second yeah. decision. He was like, you know what? I'm just going to drive it. And he and Nicolas Cage actually made a deal with the devil just before <laughs> this race, so he can't die. It's yeah. inside inside of one of the wheels is the contract of San Madrazo. <laughs> Wes Bentley's watching. Do not. <laughs> the people need it. No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, <laughs> this is where uh, and oh, God, I I hate Mickey Rourke's character in this movie. He is oh, wait. easily what. Well, I was just going to say, before they actually get to the racing, uh, Justin Hammer is trying to impress the reporter lady from the first movie, played oh, by Leslie Bibb. That's right. Oh, who, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. yeah. She was from the first movie, yeah. And I think she and Sam Rockwell met on the set of this movie, and they're, I'm pretty sure they're still together today. Oh, that's which, sweet. That's like which is years. funny, because she spends this entire movie ignoring, or the entire scene ignoring him in favor of Tony Stark. I know, yeah. that's what I kept thinking, is that she's watching Tony Stark race this car. And... Yeah, she's like, like they're having an interview, and she sees Tony Stark racing this car on the TV behind him, and is completely ignoring him throughout the rest of their interview. And he's like, I, I feel like it's more Sam Rockwell being himself, with like, hey, could you read that back to me? Like, anything he can do to get her to stay, and she's like, uh, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you later, and then gets up and leaves. <laughs> But yeah, anyway, Tony uh, decides he's going to race the car himself. Yeah, and then Whiplash. Why would they go to Whiplash as like a villain? Because nobody knows who Whiplash that's, is. Yeah, that's Ivan. Ivan Vanka. Yeah, he's, that's his that's character. character. Yeah. Yeah. From, from the blueprints Whiplash. that he had. Alias. From the blueprints he had, he apparently built uh, some version of an arc reactor. And so he used it to build, like, it's not a suit. It's like a skeleton, like an exoskeleton yeah. type thing. It's kind of like uh, Elysium with Matt Damon. Yeah. Seen that, or, uh, it's sort of like Day what... After, or not Day After Tomorrow. What, what is that? I'm not going to call it. Edge of Tomorrow. The day uh, After Tomorrow? Live, die, repeat. You know where Jake Gyllenhaal builds I was about builds to say a... live, die, repeat, and I'm like, when, no, When Jake Gyllenhaal builds that. a mech suit to beat the shit out of the bad weather. Well, I wouldn't even <laughs> consider it like a mech suit or something. Honestly... It's just a like a leather harness. I know he looks like Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, <laughs> he does. He really does. Um, and he's got these like electrified whips, and he just starts splitting cars in half. He's walking out onto the racetrack where these cars are moving at like two hundred miles yeah, per yeah, hour at least. Yeah, something like that. And he's just like they're dodging him, and then he whips one in half when it's about to hit him, and it spins perfectly away from him and then and it, it flies very slowly it for does. a few seconds and then tony comes around the corner and he does the same to his car it also flies slowly for a few seconds tony lands like then, on the bottom of like the top of the car lands on the road 
and these aren't closed cars. These are drag cars. Yeah, his so head his is head's exposed. His I, head. Whenever the camera comes back to him, uh, Tony's head is on the road. Well, I to- <laughs> he made the deal with the devil with Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Guys, keep up. Shattered with the that movie. helmet like glass. He's They're sponsored like- <laughs> by Plot Armor. TM. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so Ivan or Whiplash, I guess, uh, comes over. Is that even said in this movie? No, no, his he's not given a name. It's just Ivan. He's not given much no. characterization Bon-va- either. Bonko, so. Ivan Vanko. Vanko. I mean, I keep almost saying Drago. <laughs> Ivan Vanko. It sounds like a man. What does that sound like? <laughs> Never mind. Hey. Ha ha. And that's the joke. And that's the joke. <laughs> it sounds I like. I thought I had something there, and uh, then my brain was like, nah, dude, we got nothing. <laughs> he, like, he walks over to Tony's car, and he smacks it with the whip again, splits it in half, and notices Tony is gone. And Tony just smashes him in the head with this big piece of metal. And he doesn't react at all. Yeah, like, mind you... His this, head is completely exposed. This guy is not a superhuman. No. He's, he's just a guy who built this, like, kind of armor, exo, like, power suit kind of thing. Oh, not to mention all the police forces and stuff oh that are around God, I know. that have guns and they have they've got a clean shot Shoot of this guy's him head in the face or in the exposed chest or exposed abdomen anywhere yeah or exposed legs this guy this guy has like he has 80 percent of his body exposed and there are police it's literally ridiculous. surrounding him and they do nothing <laughs> they stand there like oh well one man can take care of this and then I mean, it turns out that probably wouldn't have helped anyway because then, uh, what's his name, Happy Hogan, shows up in the car with Pepper Potts in the back seat, carrying Tony's uh, Iron Man emergency suit, like yeah. a nuclear and, football yeah. suitcase and they suit. Crush this guy against the wall twice, three times, three times. They back up and slam into his legs a few times. Does not again like break his legs. I want anything. to reiterate. This guy is not a superhuman. Just nope. a dude. He is just a guy with regular people legs. Well, <laughs> it's Mickey Rourke. I don't think any about him as regular people. Well, oh yeah, I guess that's true. It's pretty probably got He's airbags. He's got melted that, Ken doll legs. <laughs> he got airbags installed at some point. <laughs> he starts like whipping the car and splitting it in half and Pepper yeah. Potts is screaming and I'm like. And all she does in this scene is scream a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that I do like though is that that suit the suitcase that turns into an iron man suit i think it's pretty inventive on, oh yeah like for the concept artist to come yeah. up with how that would build around him and everything yeah, yeah. i really like that yeah yeah it's, and that's that's something the iron man movies they've always been great at is like the uh like showing how the suits assemble themselves like it, oh, it's yeah. something that makes total which sense. we run into a problem with that a little bit later oh um, but yeah we'll get to <laughs> yeah it. i forgot i mentioned so, that yeah um Oh, he ends up, they, they fight for, it's really not a long fight, they no. scuffle, and then Iron Man allows himself to get wrapped up in the whip so that he can get closer to Whiplash, <laughs> and uh, he ends up just knocking him out, right? He just punches him a he bunch? He shoots him with a uh, beam from his hand, and it destroys, or it busts up the arc reactor Oh, that's right, he bit. pulls it out of his chest and then, and then crushes yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, the cops take this guy off, and he's just saying, "You lose, you lose," just yeah. over and over again. He's a, he's a man of few words throughout this movie, but you lose. He says that a whole bunch. And he then, does. like 
Tony Stark is at the police station going to interrogate him. That's not the way that is. That does happen. He's just allowed to do whatever the hell he wants throughout this whole movie. (laughs) I know. I was thinking that same thing. And not only that, but like you would think that if the police were going to let him interrogate this guy, it would be like, oh, maybe he can get some information out of him. And then whenever Tony Stark interrogates, whenever he gets done, he just leaves. He doesn't tell anybody anything. He just leaves. He just walks. Ivan in recognizes like, hey. that Tony's like been poisoned by his arc reactor and knows that he's gonna die, and that's that's about it. Like, yeah. that's the. Oh, he also talks about his. Does he talk about his dad? Yeah, he says bit? that yeah. he says that uh, his father saved, uh, like saved. Tony's I think he was basically saying that Tony's dad stole the technology for the arc reactor. Yeah, or basically stole it by not giving any credit to who helped him. And then he looks at Tony again, and again he says, you lose. And Tony's like, what do I lose? And he's like, he says something along the lines of, if you make a god bleed, the people lose faith. There's something like that. And then sharks in the water going after the blood. It's just analogy after analogy. I know. And mind you, I want also, spoiler alert, um, the people never lose faith in Tony Stark no. in this movie. That analogy is totally that like that sent that whole big like yeah. like one lighter, it's completely wasted because at no point does the public turn against Tony Stark in this movie. No, Everywhere he the, goes, people love him. Even the sharks in the water, like Ivan turns out to be the closest to a shark in the water as, mm-hmm. as anybody. Ivan so he, and it's Justin like, Hammer. Yeah, like it. this is it's set up as a classic, like foreshadowing, like this is what is going to happen in this movie. And it's it completely turns out to be not so. None of the stuff he says happens. None of also, it. Uh, let's see, Tony, what was I going to say? Tony, oh, he when he was at the Senate hearing, he was telling them that uh, nobody else will have this technology for like 20 years. And then Ivan shows up like a few days later and immediately proves him wrong. So that's like the main threat in this. Yeah, like other people part of the getting movie that technology. Is that, yeah. like, now that technology is out there, so what's going to happen? Um, um, so what happens after he questions him? Um, we jump to the airplane, and Tony shows up and sits down with Pepper, and he's, like, getting ready to tell her he's dying. And he shows, he's like, I made you an omelet, blah, blah, blah. They Which, on an mind airplane you that... together in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, let's not go home for my birthday party. We're in Europe already. Uh, let's just go to Venice or somewhere else in Italy, just you and me. And then he alludes to the fact that they may have had sex or something at one point in the past. Really? Yeah. yeah. Like there's, he, yeah, it's like, uh, he's like, do you remember this? And she's like, Oh yeah, I remember that. And I'm like, I must've started looking at my phone during this part. Cause I don't remember. <laughs> this, this is the part all. where you went to have dinner with your brother. <laughs> we just kept watching. We did stop the movie halfway through so I could go eat dinner with my brother, but, um, we just paused it and then played it right back. So I have no idea what was happening. Forgettable movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they, they're on the plane and then, um, uh, what's his name? Justin Hammer, the the CEO of the rival company uh, to Tony Stark's uh, Hammer Industries. He uh, breaks uh, Ivan Vanko out of prison. Yeah, in the most convoluted and stupid yeah. way, oh my too, God. because not really totally convoluted, but like they set up a fake double to come in who's wearing an identical prison uniform. Yeah, but then they blow up the room, so it's like, well, is there anything left of that uniform? And then he kills a guard right outside the room after that. And then, like, I think 
maybe two others or something. I don't know. But he does kill one guy for sure Just, right outside yeah. the not by even, snapping his neck. He's not even in prison yet. He's in jail. Post his bail, Justin. Just do that. <laughs> I don't know if they give bail to people who slice up cars with giant lightning During like whips. an international competition. They, would ha- they have to give him bail. There's no precedence otherwise. Well, he assaulted and he tried to kill people during oh, yeah, I guess international competition. Yeah, yeah they what probably the hell? <laughs> he absolutely is they, going to you, prison. You realize not everybody gets bail. That's true. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, so, um, so Hammer takes him back to his compound or whatever. And I guess uh, Justin Hammer is trying to build a version of the Iron Man suit. Yeah. Uh, he knows uh, about the connection between Stark and Vanko, and so he's enlisting his help. Um, and of course, Vanko well, no, comes... it's not even that. He just saw that Vanko had a uh, an arc reactor. Oh, Monica. I guess so. I guess so. So anyway, Vanko immediately, as is the as is the case, whenever somebody brings in an outside consultant in a movie, he comes in. Uh, every, it's it's all wrong. Everything is wrong. I'm going to do this the right way. And then this is we're shown the bird. At the very beginning of the movie to set up this joke of him just looking at Justin Hammer and going, I want my board. Yeah. And Justin Hammer's like, you want a bird? I'll get you a bird. I'll get you 12 birds. He says that after the first time. He says, "Do you, oh, you want your bird? And I was like, how did you understand? Idiot. I want my board. <laughs> I know, it's That's like, exactly what it's it like, sounds like. It's like Mickey Rourke is eating mashed potatoes all throughout yeah. this movie. Bird suddenly has a weird J yeah. in it somewhere. We, yeah, we're we're subtitle people at my house, and I thank God for it. I vomit. because I would have I would have had no idea what his character motivation was throughout this movie had I not had I not had them on. So, I vaunt my Bjork. That's so what it is. I vaunt my Bjork. <laughs> he does not get his Bjork though, does he ever? He never. He gets, he gets a, a Bjork. Bjork. Who's taking care of the old one is what I'm left wondering. <laughs> it's probably dead. What the hell is happening with that Bjork? So uh, <laughs> Tony Tony goes back home. Um, I now have the synopsis on IMDb pulled up. I oh, have it on Wikipedia. Because, because, I do not yeah, remember because this, this movie. movie. Like, there are major Shout out events. to IMDb. There are major events, uh, but this movie, man, boy, shout it is Shout out to my cloud. So uh, shut off. <laughs> so... Uh, too obvious too obvious yeah so so tony goes back you know to uh to stark tower and he's uh he's kind of trying to uh to do some research on uh ivan vanko and on anton vanko and kind of how he was connected to howard stark um so as it happens um it turns out that uh vanko was uh he was going to sell the weapons that he was developing with howard stark to the soviets and so that's why Howard turned him in. That's why he took his name off the arc oh, reactor. Vodka Vanko? What? Yeah, yes. Vodka Vanko. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's which is I wasn't sure which one yeah, you talking about. Yeah, and that okay. eventually, you know, so it completely absolves like Howard Stark to me. It always seems weird because he's the perfect character, especially with Tony Stark being the way he is. He's the perfect character to like have some pretty rough edges and it feels like every time he's given a character flaw he it's absolved in some way like yeah. howard stark could have just like screwed this guy and it would have been fine within the context of the movie it would have made sense uh, i still wouldn't have liked the villain but no it's got to be like oh no he was gonna sell weapons to the Soviets, i like to think so. of uh vodka first meeting howard and going stark sounds like stork i love bird <laughs> i love bjork i love bjork <laughs> <laughs> God. So, uh, so Tony is, you know, he's down there doing this research and everything. And then, uh, it, I guess the palladium poisoning is getting worse. And yeah. so Tony collapses and 
Uh, as as is the case often, Tony collapses, and somebody conveniently comes down to his workshop at that moment. Was it Pepper or was it it's, James? It's, it's Rhodey. Rhodes. Rhodey. It's, yeah, it's Rhodey. Rhodey like picks him up. This is the part where we were watching, and you were like, "Oh, I just thought he was drunk." Yeah. Why would you not assume Tony Stark is just drunk yeah. whenever you come in and he's stumbling around? Yeah, yeah, like, ex- exactly. And he's he's walking like he's drunk. He's talking like he's drunk. Like, yeah, that's that would be my first assumption. He does for a moment have this sincere look in his eyes, and it's like, oh, okay. I guess if Tony's looking at you like that, you know, like there's got to be something else going on. But they so, pull yeah. him over to his desk, and he pulls out the arc reactor, and there's just smoke. <laughs> pouring off this thing and i mean it's melted that, too part of the yeah. chip or whatever that pours the in. hole in his chest is just exposed organ Ugh. and there's smoke pouring in there you know yeah. how when your body smokes come on marvel studios <laughs> don't play me for a dummy yeah he pulls out this piece of palladium that's like bubbling and yeah. smoking and uh, Rhodey is like, this was inside of you? <laughs> and that made me laugh because that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, holy shit, dude. Why are you putting this in yourself? Tony Stark's just like, yeah. It was. Uh, it was. Anyway, so he's, he tells Rhodey that the Palladium is poisoning him. Some Before telling Pepper, which I thought was weird. Well, Rhodey's his best friend. I guess. Um, so uh, Rhodey, you know, then they have a conversation, I guess. The Pentagon is trying to take the suits uh, because the Pentagon thinks that they should be government property. They want to weaponize them. Well, and use especially them for the now that yeah. other people have these. Yeah, suits. exactly. So Rhodey's like, I've been putting my, you know, I've been putting my neck out for you because I've been the on Pentagon, the National Guard all day. Yeah, the Pentagon's been breathing down these. my neck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He points at like the eighteen suits that Tony has. Yeah. Um. So. It's Tony's birthday party next. He has a Pokemon-themed birthday party, and everybody has to dress up like Pikachu and the other ones. Coughing is there. I saw an Ekans at one point. Are those Pokemon? They are. (laughs) Coughing is a giant ball that smokes. He smokes. Those just sound like noises. (laughs) What did you say? I said farts. He he smokes out of a bunch of holes on his body and like squeezes his body and smoke puffs out. Ekans is Is a a snake. That's what Tony would go dressed as since he's got smoke billowing out of holes in his body. Ekans is literally just a snake and his name is Snake Backwards. Yeah. (laughs) That's the Pokemon. E-K-A-N-S. Okay, that's enough of that. Anyway, it's so not Pokemon. He does not have a Pokemon it's, themed. It's DJ AM themed. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, when he calls, he calls DJ AM by. Uh, he calls him Adam at one point. He calls and him Goldstein. Yeah, Goldstein. Yeah, he calls him Goldstein, and it's like, oh come on, don't, don't do, don't put current. This isn't Meet the Spartans. Don't, don't put current celebrities in this movie and call them by name. <laughs> it's stupid. God. And uh, so don't he th- and he thinks this is his last birthday party. Yeah, ever. so he's shit faced. Yeah, yep. He's worse than I'm gonna be next week. I'm turning 21. And everybody. then he's got the Iron Man suit on, so he's just being completely reckless with it. He accidentally fires off one of the repulsor rays. Yeah, they start throwing bottles in the air, and he's like shooting them. And at one point, they throw a watermelon. And Rhodey watches all this, and he's like. No, it's enough. the same chick over and over throwing yeah. stuff for him. It's like somebody get her out of here before you get Tony yeah. out of here. Rhodey's just like, you know what? It's enough. Goes downstairs and puts on a suit. The Mark II, I think. The silver one from the first movie. And comes back up and he's like, all right, everybody. 
get out of here. And everyone runs out, and Tony looks at him and then he looks says, at I'm only going to say this once. Yeah. But it's Don Cheadle. Please leave. It's like these <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's like these lines were written for uh uh Terrence Howard. For Terrence Howard, but they were said by, by Don, Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Uh, it's almost exactly like yeah, that's Terrence, what happened. <laughs> I'm I'm just saying Terrence Howard, Terrence Howard can play somebody who's like a little bit of a badass. Don Cheadle can play somebody who is a high school principal and no more badass than that. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a high school principal to me. I he hate really you guys. <laughs> I love him. Oh man, but I like Don Cheadle too. He's a I like him guy, in stuff. Yeah. I don't like him in this. I do. Um, this is the part where he looks at DJ AM and says, "Hey Goldstein, drop a fat beat for me to beat my buddy's ass to." I know. <sighs> and then, uh, which dialogue. mind you, uh, DJ AM then uh, plays. What does he play? He plays Daft Punk. He plays Robot Rock by Daft Punk at some point. He plays another one bites the dust. Yeah, yeah. He plays another um, one bites the dust. <laughs> Young MC, and then Daft Ru- Punk. Yeah. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's like whenever he says lay down a fat beat, it's clear that it's its the soundtrack to this scene, which is fine. Yeah. But it could just be the soundtrack to this scene. We don't have to name drop DJ AM. Well, they don't even name drop him. They just say Goldstein. They say his real name. Yeah, it's stupid. It's this very, it's very stupid. Uh, so yeah, so Tony and, uh, and Rhodey, they have this big, huge fight. They completely destroy Tony's house. Yeah. He needs to it move. finishes with both of them like shooting repulsor rays at each other and they meet it does the movie cartoon thing where like they meet the in Harry the middle Potter and magic it starts building it's like a DBZ thing and yeah, it starts it, building it, it, the energy ball that. that is just too destructive and it explodes blows, up, knocks blows the Tony house in out. half basically what's his I know, face Rhodey flies off I am I am so amazed that after the gigantic blast happened Don Cheadle wasn't left with his teeth braided going that was my most powerful attack. <laughs> where they're doing that thing where the characters are just quivering. Yes. But <laughs> the animators are like, oh, thank God. These are always the easiest ones. <laughs> Let's just do 75 frames of this. <laughs> and that's a whole episode of DBZ right there. It is. Um, and then Rhodey just flies off afterwards. He just okay. steals the Iron Man. Suit. Yeah, mind you, this is—he's not authorized to do this right now. Like, it, like at this point, he's been fighting against the Pentagon to take the suit, or for because they don't want to take the suit. And I guess it's implied thus far he's been successful. They haven't come and gotten the suits or anything. Yeah. Uh, and then he steals it. Yeah. He just yeah. takes the he just takes the Mark II suit, and the army isn't like, well, uh, was there an order for this, or did he authorize the release? They're just like, oh well, yeah, here, thank you. Badass. Oh. All right, everyone, gather around. And Look. someone runs up. Who and wants yelled, first dibs? Guys, Rhodey stole his mom's Playboy. <laughs> so I was gonna say, someone runs up and goes dibs, and it's his <laughs> by movie logic. It's that man's. <laughs> Like but Rudy. you brought up a good point while you were watching it. You were like, oh, and uh, they're like, let's get you out of this. And <laughs> how is Rhodey going to take this off? He, he doesn't, doesn't have, have special yeah, machines yeah, to remove you know, the parts. At, at some point, I don't think if the uh, if the Air Force hasn't developed the Iron Man suit, they probably haven't developed the 16 tentacle arms required to take this off of Tony <laughs> There's Stark. There's just no way they're getting I know, this thing this off is of this one, It's just one guy with a cordless drill just... Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it is very stupid. 
And then, like, Justin Hammer shows up. Not to mention, this is the first of the problem where in Iron Man 3, everyone was like, oh, do do Iron Man suits? It's just one size fits all. Yeah. It starts with this movie because Rhodey tries it on and it fits perfectly. I know. And it's it's brought up later in a throwaway line where uh, he's like, well, I thought that these had uh, measures to to prevent unauthorized access. And it's funny that Rhodey never, like, he. it doesn't show him, like, you know, had it shown him, like, overriding something, I would have been like, oh, okay, yeah, he overrode the, the security that was there to prevent somebody else from Tony uh, using the suits. But he does nothing. He just goes He goes into the workshop. Well, he does punch in the code to get into the workshop. Yeah, but not the suit. And what I was thinking the whole time is, why are they showing me this? They should have just shown him walk away from the party, and then sh- when he shows up, everybody leave. Because then it would be a big reveal, like, oh, my God, he's he's War Machine now. Instead, he goes away, you see him punching in the code, and then you see the armor closing on parts of his body, and then he's revealed, and it's not nearly as impactful as it yeah. could have yeah. been. Yeah, I, I, wasn't a, I wasn't a big fan of the way that they did that. Yeah. And then, you know, at so, the Air Force Base, yeah. a hammer shows up, because he's going to, like, outfit it with weapons and everything, and he's like, I got a 9mm, I he's got... He's pulling out, like, a, like, 20 weapons from this it, thing. It's like he's... And, selling to David Koresh. And from the moment from the moment that he pulled out more than one weapon as they got more advanced, I knew exactly what the last line of this scene was going to be. I knew exactly what it was going to yeah. be. He pulls out a minigun, he pulls out missiles, he pulls out a shotgun. Then and he a... pulls out this tiny little dildo. Like, <laughs> might as well be. <laughs> it looks like like one of those speed bullets. <laughs> <laughs> it's an electronic cigarette maybe. I don't know. It's very small, and he's like, this, I call this the ex-wife. <laughs> Get it? Women, right? Uh, it's the it's the noisy cricket from Men in Black yeah. joke again. And then <laughs> uh, Rhodey, and I was the same way. I knew exactly what he was going to say. I will say Sam Rockwell handles all of this dialogue pretty beautifully. Yeah, Sam he's, Rockwell's an amazing actor. He's listing everything about these weapons, and it's pretty complex stuff, and there's always a joke to go along with it, yeah. which comes across cross perfectly as like sam rockwell but also this character practiced delivering these yeah, lines yeah. too. and then roadie says one of the stupidest lines in the whole movie he's like i'll take it and justin hammer's like which one he goes all of it i knew that was gonna and be then walks this is a vin diesel in fast yeah. and the furious line absolutely it. that was not vin diesel <laughs> I'll, I'll i think you meant Ferrigno. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Sylvester Stallone. I'm doing. Oh. Uh, I know. Mine sounded like <laughs> a guy. mine sounded like somebody with COPD. Like I'll take it. And then when he says he will put it in I'll the suit, it. he says, "God bless you, brother." <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who haven't listened to Incredible uh, Hulk yet, so go listen. It's the night after the party where Tony got super drunk, and he's sitting on top of a giant donut. Yeah, outside still of a donut in the Iron shop. Man, suit. still in the Iron Man suit. Can yeah. I just say this movie? Didn't ev- it never got called out for the problem that we get from so many other Spider-Man movies and movies like that, where it's just the superhero with the mask off the whole movie, yeah. which everybody already knows that it's Tony, so it's not like his identity's at risk. But I don't need to see Robert Downey Jr.'s face this whole time. Like, well, I mean, I, I know get it it's in him. the donut scene. He's because, eating. Yeah. But... With him and uh, Rhodey arguing with each other, it's just masks flipped up for the majority of that scene. 
and it's just way too much. Even later, when they're standing in the Japanese garden for no reason, yeah, they're they've got their mask. How did they end up in that place? I don't even know. <laughs> I don't remember. We'll get, we'll get there. Yeah, uh, we'll figure it so, out. So we'll remember hopefully. Uh, so Iron Man, he's sitting on top of this uh, giant donut, and uh, Nick Fury. <laughs> comes up it's such a silly sound isn't that line. a stupid thing it's almost as stupid as whenever uh ivan what's his name was broken out of prison by an explosive hidden in mashed potatoes <laughs> and then he wanted his not bird. even hidden in mashed potatoes <laughs> it was like a plastic c4 explosive shaped into looking like mashed potatoes <laughs> and set on his chair <laughs> just imagining he grabs the whole thing and it doesn't squish or anything i'm he imagining richard dreyfus from close encounters of the third kind just forming it into that like devil's <laughs> rock or whatever it's called <laughs> with a fork <laughs> oh man uh so nick fury yeah he comes up to tony stark and he's like hey get down here i'm no, sitting wait, 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 jackson wait, wait. yeah wait uh iron man is sitting on a giant donut and samuel l jackson walks up with an eye patch i feel like I feel like I heard this joke one time. <laughs> <laughs> a priest and a rabbi, too. <laughs> so they go into this What diner. about a rabbi? No, go ahead. Uh, we almost made it through the podcast, Christian, without you mentioning it. He started it. Anyway. They go into the diner. Yeah, they go into the diner, and, and uh, Samuel L. Jackson is discussing... Uh, the, you know, he's discussing the Avengers initiative. He's discussing, uh, you know, Tony Stark's erratic behavior. All Natasha's that stuff. ass is right I was going to say, and then and he then, says, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Scarlett Johansson's ass. And she walks into screen and the camera follows her like it's a Michael Bay movie. I know. Yeah, it's like the it's like she's holding the camera. It's like she's holding the jib in between her butt cheeks and the camera is hanging down like a fishing pole, just like wiggling Wiggling and staring at her ass the it's entire time. Horrible. And there's it a is tuba horrible. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and I'm a red-blooded American. I I like seeing Scarlett Johansson's ass, but I don't need it to be like overtly thrown and in when my you've face. Got, like two women in your movie. Come on, like yeah. let's let's have respectable people yeah. here. Uh, so uh, we have the big reveal. Respectable that, representation. That world-famous actress Scarlett Johansson was playing a bigger character than we originally thought? What? Well, I mean, okay, she was announced as playing Black Widow before the movie came then out. Then why even have the undercover crap? For the story about... For Tony's story! It's necessary. Is there a story in but this it's, movie? Tr- no. it's treating it... You would know from the very beginning, then, if it wasn't, like, yeah. trying to trick the audience. Well, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it treats it like one of those things, like a big reveal. And it's like, no, this She's is... She's got the clearly. worst uh, alias, too. Natalie Russian. She keeps her same initials. <laughs> she is a Russian woman it's who, so as bad. an undercover alias, chooses the last name Russian. What were we saying for ours? We, we uh, were. That's how entertaining this movie was, that we stopped watching it to come up with our own stupid alias jason hester would be me i i, I was always <laughs> fond of uh johnny heckler johnny heckler That's i think mine was ron with. mellon yeah ron, ron, ron mellon mine was christopher chef <laughs> christopher's my daddy's <laughs> name um so uh she comes in and he's like oh well oh, well look at there and uh she yeah, that's exactly that's what it's, all of his dialogue i'm telling this you movie i'm telling you dude that's exactly what it's like it's not like oh it's wow i can't believe this him is, talking is dwight Schrute going a oh, little comment <laughs> it's that throughout this whole movie 
Absolutely, so, it is. Uh, she's she's basically commanding, like, I'm gonna keep my cover, and I'm gonna pretend, still pretend to be your secretary or assistant or whatever, and uh, we're gonna continue. Administrative on this assistant. And you are going to figure out how to stop poisoning your own body because we said so. Oh, and also, you're gonna be locked in your house for days. And Nick Fury just knows all this stuff about yeah. Yeah. How, like, how to cure his sick. How does he know any well, of this? Well, because she's been watching him, so he knows that. And, and also, his dad like started Shield, and Nick Fury is like the head of Shield, so I yeah. guess that's how he knows all of that. But it's like he's there to tell him, "Hey, your dad uh, can cure your illness. You just gotta look in the right place. All you gotta do is wink, believe, kids." Except, I don't. Is it? Does Nick? Can Nick Fury wink? Or I is, think it's a or blink. Is he just blinking? <laughs> <laughs> He does have like a Tony has a smart ass comment like uh, what do, which I'm sorry which do I stare at the the eye or the patch and oh, uh, Nick and Fury then oh later, no 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 yeah. don't I wanted to okay go ahead okay little baby I would like to present I'm gonna do it I'm gonna do it a little early I would like to present my sky poem for this movie oh this is yours too yes yeah and it is the moment where uh, Nick Fury he explains all of this to Tony he's going to be locked in his house till he can figure out how to stop poisoning himself fresh faced Agent Coulson is his only human contact Ugh, which I'm okay I'm with so excited to see Clark Gregg I love Clark Gregg uh, and <laughs> as as Nick Fury with his eye patch is walking away he turns around and says oh and uh, Tony and Tony looks and he says I've got my eye on you and then just sort, sort of like awkwardly gestures with his eye a little bit. It is, yeah, it's the stupidest. It's yeah. the, it's my least favorite part of this movie. It is. Dumb. I was yeah. I was like it was like I was uh it was like I was in Inception and the alarm went off and I was just boom, I was back in the real world. It yeah. was the weirdest. Like it was it was so stu- for movies that are typically very well written. It was so eighties action movie stupid. Yeah. It was very stupid. It's like Kurt I, Russell and Big Trouble in Little China. Man, I don't even know what my sky poem was for this movie. The whole movie could be your sky poem, it's, honestly. Yeah, like nothing. There's nothing that's so bad to me that it really jumps out as bogging down the movie when the movie just feels nah, like man. I'm trudging the whole time. Nah, man, that that whumped me right yeah, out of it. Yeah, that is definitely the closest <laughs> for me. Is uh, so uh, Tony, he uh, he's reviewing in this box that Nick Fury gives him. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just I think I've decided that the anything to do with the DJ at his birthday party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And the, and hey, the, Goldstein. Like, that whole scene, because the girl is throwing stuff. It's the same woman just throwing stuff up for him to and blow th- up. And... That was their attempt at adapting the demon in a bottle storyline, which okay. is the best Iron that, Man story I forgot ever to bring written. that up. That was my main problem with that whole scene. And this, like, they're trying to show that Tony has hit absolute rock bottom. And their way of doing that is to show him shooting watermelons at his birthday party i was like are you like you can't have him destroying his own house or something instead he's just entertaining a crowd or just like a birthday party and nobody's there it's that it's that typical it's that typical like it's almost a horror movie logic that party people are bad and it is they are it is sad that they're supposed to be like trying to remember this movie i thought that there was a bit about him being an alcoholic i was like i remember him really hitting rock this bottom closest, or something. Uh, what's his face? Uh, John Favreau really wanted to adapt the demon in a bottle storyline and they wouldn't let him. This is the closest they got, which is unfortunate because that is the best 
Iron Man story in comic books. You know, if if it's going to be more like mopey, shitty uh, Tony Stark, then I don't want it. I don't I don't need that version of Robert Downey Jr. He's sad enough in a lot of these movies yeah. or depressed or got PTSD or something, so um, whatever. So, I I'm going to warn you right now. The next scene in this movie, it is it doesn't make any sense. Which one? It, uh, it makes sense. Like it makes a very, it's very convoluted, and it's kind of hard to follow. I'm struggling so, to remember. Just stick. So Tony is at his house, and he's reviewing old newspapers, uh, old video of his father and stuff, trying to figure out how to cure himself because Nick Fury apparently knows that he can cure himself with the stuff that's in this box, and he's watching this old video of his father and it's it's like a promo for like the city of the future yeah it's uh, which he built like 74 stark yeah so he built this diorama of the city of the future and at the end of this video there's a after credit sequence specifically for tony stark (laughs) it's his it's their own uh what do you call it when marvel does it it's an after credit sequence or a teaser isn't isn't there a stinger a stinger, yeah, okay. It's his dad talking directly to him. It's a classic Stark stinger. He's like, he does son. the thing where he looks into the camera and goes, Tony. It's yeah. so stupid because Tony says earlier in the movie, my father never even told me he loved me or something, and this is total like fulfillment for this character's wish. Yeah, so, he's, so he stares into the camera and he's like, son, if anybody can fulfill my vision, it's you. You're the key to the future. You're my greatest creation. And then doesn't even say, I love you. I thought you. that too. When I thought he was going to end it with, I love you. And he, yeah, the video ends. <laughs> he doesn't it even just, say, I love you. Uh, it's so, just over. Earlier in the video, Tony got to watch his dad yell at him when he was a kid. He got to watch that happen. Because he like picks up a piece of the diorama oh, and his right. dad's like, Tony, Son of a bitch! Maria! Maria! <laughs> it's Yeah, it sounds like he's, he's just angry at Tony. Uh, so Tony Stark, kind of an ass. Tony Stark sneaks away from Agent Coulson, uh, and he goes to uh, the Stark Tower, like the Stark Industries well, office. Well, first he's got to stop and get some strawberries. Oh, yeah, yeah he Coulson, stops and gets strawberries. Did for... we say that, that Coulson is there to... Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah Coulson's there to keep him in the house. Because we excited yeah. to see okay. Clark Gregg again. And we already covered him getting the strawberries, too. Yeah, this is the scene where he gets the strawberries. He trades, like, a Rolex or something for it. And the dude's like, no, no, I can't take that. So he's like, come on, take it. He's like, no, no, really, I can't. He's like, take it. And he goes, okay, and grabs it. And then says, don't hand me the strawberries. Even though he just, like, forced I don't the like people watch handing hand me stuff. into his hands. Uh, yeah, so he's getting strawberries. It's especially crappy because it's a guy on the side of the road. <laughs> and... and a minority on the side yeah. of the road. Yeah. And you've don't got this make, rich don't make white this, guy billionaire. Don't make this fruit vendor. Don't make him feel worse by being like, here's my Rolex. Don't touch me. It would be so easy to, oh, God. to politicize this part. But yeah. We're fine. Refrain. We're good for let's now. Let's refrain. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah. So, Tony, he goes to, to Stark Tower and he's – or not to Stark Tower, but to Stark Industries offices. Yeah. Stark Tower hadn't yeah. been built yet. Yeah. And, and he's, he's being snarky to Pepper and snarky to – Natasha, or yeah. Black Widow, Natalie yeah. Rushfield, in like incognito, I guess. Yeah, she sh- gives Pepper the strawberries, and she's like, "Dude, there is one thing I'm allergic to on this planet, and it's strawberries." And his only excuse is, "Well, see, that's progress. I knew there was something about you and strawberries." No asshole, 
she still can't eat them. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he goes in there, I guess, to apologize and tells her, I, you know, I need you. I can't. It's it's almost like an I can't live without you moment. He says, I need you as she's as she's saying, I need you to leave. Yeah, there you go. There That's you go. Great. Also, he makes a joke at one point, and Happy Hogan has walked in, and he turns and looks at him, and Happy just <laughs> shakes his head, no, like, no, man. And it's kind of the moment where everybody that's Tony's typical support system is on the same page as the audience. Like, okay, no, dude, come on. Yeah. Uh, so as Tony's leaving the office, uh, he sees the diorama of the city of the future it's like up in the corner covered halfway in a sheet of course halfway um, well no it's covered all the way he grabs the sheet no and no because he well he sees part of it because part it? of it's peeking out yes oh it's a uh, m bison's plan for his city from the <laughs> mid-90s movie street fighter hey interestingly enough ming na wen is in that movie and she also is in agents of shield with clark gregg right now did you say interestingly enough? I thought it was interesting. Oh. <laughs> Why do you guys uh, have to hate me? Also, M. Bison is a name I haven't heard in a long time. We'll we'll talk about that once we're done recording. Oh, man. We <laughs> we'll have a Street to. Fighter conversation. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, but anyway, so he, he pulls down the sheet off this diorama, and he stares at it in that typical movie way. His eyes get a little wider, and he has that eureka moment. So he comically sticks the diorama in the back of his, like, luxury sports coupe and drives it all the way back to his house and he's examining it in his workshop and this this is the part of this is the scene that is so dumb to me he's looking at this diorama and realizes that he's he like makes a hologram of it and he's like he erase says, the robot st- do magic yeah, yeah erase the streets erase the buildings erase this erase that and at the heart of it the structure of the diorama is a model of the atom that he can put into his arc reactor to replace the palladium and save his own life, which is either some incredible foresight by Howard Stark. Well, no, here's there's the got to be a, a fan theory Here... that Tony actually died from the poisoning. And the rest of this is just a dream <laughs> of like all of his wishes coming well, true. Here's, here's the thing. His dad knew that the, the arc reactor was supposed to be the new, clean energy thing way back in 1974 but he also knew the palladium wouldn't be enough to power it so he wanted a new uh element but they didn't have the technology back then to build it it's they pretty cover, much explained in the movie they cover this in the spin yeah, comic book it's it's explained in the movie in a very dumb way yeah oh yeah it's, it's, i'm not it's i'm not dull. saying i'm not saying the movie doesn't tie it up i'm saying it ties it up with like a Stupidity. straw wrapper. Yeah. Why the? Why would his dad not just tell him this? I I the, know. If he's saying Tony, this is for your future. Just just lay it out for him, dude. Just tell the, him the city of the future. It's an atom. It's, and it's gonna like, save your I, life. I hope son. one day that you build an arc reactor to go in your chest. And like, <laughs> that's that's the foresight. Like, uh, I guess he, it. It's it's just it's such a like a Deus Ex Machina like oh well good thing this perfect thing that we've been talking about the entire movie is exactly what I needed all along. This is when we get the construction worker Tony montage. Yeah, so he just like starts jackhammering his house and <laughs> building all these things, and he, he builds he, like this. It's a particle accelerator. Yeah, he builds a big particle accelerator in his house to synthesize 
this new element. Which is going to be shaped like a triangle with the center cut out. What? Yeah, you know, he makes sure to shape the sample of this element that he has like something that will look cool on his suit also. Yep. It's a perfect upside-down triangle. Yes. And then he also rebuilds his suit to have a triangle on the chest instead of the circle that it's always had. This is the scene where we see the uh, the Captain America prototype shield. Yeah, yeah. So Clark Gregg comes into the workshop while Tony's working on this. And uh, Tony's or he, Clark Gregg picks up this like half-finished Captain America shield and is like, do you know what this is? And Tony's like, oh, that's exactly what I need. And he, it's a like a, uh, it's like a played for laughs where he uses yeah. it to prop up the particle accelerator. Which is funny because they are they're, like they're teasing the Avengers and they're using like they're also just playing for laughs too. Yeah, I guess which is weird. Um, also, why does Tony Stark, when the Captain America shield already exists and is established to have been frozen with Captain America, why does he have a half finished Captain America shield in his it, workshop? He, he, it has not been established to have been frozen. They don't. Nobody knows what happened in Captain America at this point. They the think shield he's was dead. with him though when he was frozen. Yeah, yeah, but they don't know he's frozen. Everybody in this okay, but world just because he's they dead. don't know he was frozen doesn't mean that the shield has has gone missing with him though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So why is there a half finished shield in Tony Stark's lab? And why is he making a Captain America shield and painting it the same as Captain America's shield? I don't think he's it. making it. I think it. it's from his dad's stuff. Like, it was something his dad was working on before yeah, that Captain America sense. went to the water. I, his dad was involved guess. with a lot of that. Man, I, you can't look at every explanation things or that every explanation that's given to you and say, I guess. I guess if every explanation in this movie is dumb. That makes perfect sense. That's It is something that I would expect uh, yeah. Thunderbolt Ross to have up on his wall in his <laughs> office. It's something I would expect Thunderbolt Ross to wear completely naked on his arm whenever nobody else is home uh, no just oh, dangling in much. the wind Ew. <laughs> so anyway so naturally uh jarvis is like oh this element cannot be synthesized and of course tony immediately does it within you know a, a two-minute montage it can't be synthesized but i'm gonna okay he synthesizes it and do you guys know what the element is called because i do no oh. it is not mentioned in the movie it's mentioned in the scripts and I think in one of the novelizations. Good lord, why do you know this? <laughs> I'm a nerd, man. What's it called? Tell us. Badassium. Are you dead serious? Me? Dead serious, not a joke. It is called Badassium. That's Ugh. what Tony Stark names it. That's very stupid. I, 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 I see agree. why they left it out of the actual movie. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, back at uh, Hammer Enterprises. Meanwhile, <laughs> oh, nothing's been going on. It's just been. Bird talk and uh, Ivan behaving like a savage, and the Americans don't understand the, why this. I don't understand Russian your so strange crazy. Russian ways. Take a shower, Ivan. Yeah, he, your this fingernails man, are disgusting. Yeah, this guy looks gross. Yeah, <laughs> which Justin Hammer has so much riding on this guy, reputation and everything. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, dude, you need an update from him. You can't just like. Hey, don't worry, guys. This very, very dirty man who's clearly unhinged, he's got it. This is like, <laughs> he's like the guy from Encino Man, basically. He's yeah. Brendan Fraser <laughs> from Encino Man. Well, he's got this. Uh, so at this point, uh, Ivan has changed the design of the Iron Man suit, and he's made them into drones, which uh, Hammer does not like. No, he doesn't. He, he gets real, he gets real pissed off bigger, about it. bigger, like, 
giant Iron Man suits. Yeah, they're yeah. not really. They're like Hammer's own design. Yeah, but he makes he turns them into like remote controlled drones, and Hammer doesn't like it. And Ivan's like, "No, you trust, you trust," and it's that's good. and that's that entire scene. Yeah, is yeah. basically Hammer saying, "I don't like this," and Ivan saying, "No, trust, trust." Yeah, drone good. Drone good. Drone better. He, he sounds like ugh, he sounds like Bane from Batman and Robin a lot of the time. <laughs> Just drone one or two. Better, or... Batman. No, from Batman and Robin. Oh, good drone. <laughs> yes. Uh, so then we go back to the expo. Yes. So is it is the expo still going? It's on? year round. It's like a whole year of people like. Like companies and technology groups coming together and like Aren't designing expos typically and... like a few days. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what a yeah. That's it's why I was so confused. That's why I was like, takes... is this one year later? That's why it takes place in uh, Flushing, New York, which I don't know where that is. Is Queen. that Flushing? in New York City? Flushing, Queens. Oh, really? Yes. Oh well, that oh, is that's a disgusting. A yeah, Flushing, Flushing. Yeah, that's... that is a disgusting name for an area for human beings to live in. Well, from. I've heard some rumors that uh, New York being so overpopulated is kind of a disgusting area. Maybe New York is a little bit gross from everything I've ever heard about yeah, New York. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure it's a beautiful city, but whatever. You know, I'm not that sure. I've never been. <laughs> I, I can't either. comment on it. Uh, so, yeah, so we're back at the expo, and Hammer, he's unveiling these drones, and they... <laughs> He, good, yeah. he does it in this very much like the few, the proud, the Marines commercial kind of way where he salutes and the drones, right? He says branches of the military. He says army, Navy, Air Force, All Marines. their songs are playing. It reminds yeah. me of when we were in elementary school and we'd have to do those Veteran Day events where we'd all sing the songs for and, the veterans. And march and all that stupid <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it was basically brainwashing. <laughs> um, and, and then he also... S- Recently, Sam Rockwell uh, hosted SNL. Yeah. And everyone was like, whoa, Sam Rockwell can dance. He dances at the beginning of this scene. Oh, that was... Dances out onto stage. Man. He does a good job of dancing. Uh, Smooth moves. I can't dance like that. Look, I... I or I throughout this movie. I every time... Sorry. sorry. (laughs) Uh, Every time Sam Rockwell tries to be like Tony Stark, like in this... Those are actually some of my favorite moments in it because it's clear that he's, he's trying second... so hard to showboat the yeah, same he's, way. Yeah, it's clear he's playing second fiddle, and yeah, I mean he dances fine out onto the out onto the stage, but it's clear where he's taking that inspiration, and he's oh, just yeah. cribbing, he's you just know? out of his element. Yeah, I mean, he literally says when all the drones are popped up, that's way better than any cheerleader. Well, he's yeah, talking he's, about Tony Stark's cheerleaders from the beginning of the movie. Yeah, it's it's all one-upsmanship from yeah. him throughout, which I think is great. I think yeah, he plays it well. It really is, does. for sure. And then Rhodey comes out of the ground, and we get our first does look. Does he come out of the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I thought we got a superhero landing. Here. Oh, no, yeah. we get it in a second. Okay. And we get, you know, our first look at War Machine. And he looks like comic book War Machine. Yeah, yeah. He, this, this he's got suit a big looks old gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The War Machine, great. the War Machine suit I've always thought looked great. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a little bulkier than Iron Man, and it's yeah, it looks exactly like what I gray and silver. Yeah. It looks exactly like what I would imagine if the U.S. military got a hold of that, and yes. they were just like guns, put guns on it. Just wait and... till you see <laughs> Iron Man three. What I promise you, when you see the Iron Patriot suit. Oh, Iron I've Man seen 3, the Iron Patriot suit. That is the most. America! I know. Thing I have ever seen uh, in my life. So, yeah. Uh, at, at this point, Tony has realized that 
something's going down with. Well, it's uh, because Ivan calls him. Oh yes, yes, and you're he's right. Like, hello, Tony. Where is my Bjork? And Tony's tracing the call, and he traces it to. He the traces it to Queens, expo. New York. He traces yeah. it to Queens, New York, and he's like, "Oh God, that's the expo." And so Tony flies out because he he knows something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so while Rhodey is presenting this suit for Hammer, uh, Tony lands. Another superhero landing, which, God, Iron Man cannot land anywhere in a movie without landing like that, man. No. It's, yeah. it's also, this stage is, like, very clearly, I mean, it's not, like, it's it doesn't look reinforced to me. It just looks like glass. Oh, it's the same with, like, the beginning of the movie. It shows him, like, rocketing down towards the expo, and he's still about 500 feet up in the air. And then it shows him land, superhero landing, super hard. And, and again, I was thinking... There's a guy in that thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> why is why does Iron Man have to actually be a guy in a suit? Why can we not have the guy in the chair and he's controlling a suit? It makes so much more sense for this character. What, because uh, otherwise Tony Stark couldn't do that thing where the face mask goes and rescinds back into his neck hole? Instead, it would just like be a him door. sitting around. <laughs> <laughs> and you would see Robert Downey Jr.'s face all the time. He's just sitting in a darkly, dimly lit room like the fat guy from Gamer, dipping pancakes into syrup and eating them. He's just Oracle <laughs> from the Batman comics. I'm pretty sure he's dipping cheeseburgers in, like, chocolate. He definitely dips pancakes into syrup at some no, point that during that No, that is normal, movie. because I remember watching that scene going, oh my gosh. Because they're trying to make him as gross as Hold possible. Hold on, we're... We'll wa- we'll we'll watch this at some point. I'm telling I'm t- you. I'm pretty sure he's dipping pancakes into syrup. I'm no. pretty sure there's Iron Man landing at an expo. Okay, yeah. Let's get back to it. We'll, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Iron Man lands, and he walks up to Rhodey and tells him, like, we got to get all these people out of here. These, like, there's something that's about to go down. Hammer's working with uh, Vodka's son, Whiplash. Ivan Vanko. Oh my gosh. I don't know what it is, but yep. Um Yeah, he says he's working with Ivan Vanko. Yeah. <laughs> you just said it and Good I was job. still like, did I <laughs> Yeah, you did. I'm proud of you. And then what happens? <laughs> uh then Ivan Vanko becomes the man in the chair and he hacks oh, all that's the right. suits he and controls everything. all the drones. Individual drones, he controls them. He controls all, all of the drones and and the war machine suit. With a keyboard. With a Just keyboard. a keyboard. No mouse. One. There's yeah. no mouse. It's always, man, hacking in movies is always so ridiculous because nobody, there there are no mice on computers in movies. This is where I wanted the parakeet to come up and start pecking the keyboard with him to help him hack. <laughs> Rody just starts hitting himself <laughs> in the face. <laughs> oh my God, what's happening? Uh, I hit my hat off. Hit my hat off. So uh, Iron Man realizes that the drones are going to be coming gunning for him so he takes off through the roof and they start shooting at him and all this glass Rhodey's following and like hollering commands at him like hey watch out we're coming this way we're coming that way I can't stop myself oh that's when the yeah the glass starts falling like this glass is falling down into the crowd at the expo people are dying yeah that's that's very there's there are grievous injuries here at the very least somebody address it for the love of god you see the guy from the omen and the uh, pane of glass slides and cuts his head off just like it did in the omen you it's see awesome. rosie from spider-man 2 screaming as one very sharp piece <laughs> reflects her face in it alfred molina is just real grumpy the rest of the movie that's better 
Um, uh, how so, does Rhodey regain control? Um, oh. Well, first we got to meet little baby Peter Parker. Oh, because okay. he's Expo retroactively kid. in this movie. Yeah, they said, they just, the fans were like, I bet that's Peter Parker. And the directors were like, yeah. Yeah, Kevin Feige was is. like, yep, that's Peter Parker now. Sure. I think it was Tom Holland that finally confirmed it. It was Kevin Feige. I think it was Tom Holland that finally confirmed it. Tom Holland has no say. Guys, we'll watch Gamer later and settle this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Kevin Feige. He dipped uh, Tom Holland in chocolate. Oh, that's right. And, and that's then right. made him into Th- pancakes. That's how we got the symbiotes. <laughs> no, it was a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. yeah, there's this little kid standing there and Iron Man lands next to him because there's a drone about to shoot this kid because he's wearing an iron man mask and iron man blasts him away and retroactively everyone well the little idiot kid raises his hand up and he's got like a fake light up blaster on his hand that might not be peter parker peter parker wouldn't be that stupid um i i just want to say little kids there some of them are great truly there are great little kids there are even little kids who are smart for being little kids all little kids are dumb yeah, my that's friend. true. They're all dumb. Maybe he's just really brave. <laughs> it's still Peter Parker. It is. And so he flies off, and they're all flying around. Played by uh, Max. Max uh, Favreau. Favreau, yeah. the director's John son. John Favreau's little baby. Oh, yeah. John Favreau returned to direct this one. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, uh, like Iron Man flies under this overpass where all these cars are parked, and one car alarm starts going off, and then Rhodey and all the other drones fly over it, and they all start going off, and... Jacob's girlfriend really thought that scene was the bee's knees. I don't remember that at all. <laughs> I remember it. I seriously don't. But just barely. Uh, so how does Rhodey get control back? Um, uh, oh, oh. Yeah. This uh, is, what's oh, her face? This is uh, Superhero Landing Central. Natasha goes and... Oh. Yes, her sorry. and Rhodey go and, like... Not, not Rhodey. Rhodey. Happy go and beat the shit out of... Happy beats the shit out of one dude. It is kind of a Black funny Widow scene. Black Widow takes them all off. He's like insisting that he go with her and she's saying no you don't have to just stay and keep the car running she like opens the door and he runs in ahead of her and starts fighting the first guy and she runs off and he finishes him off finally he's like i got him and he looks up and the hallway is just littered with bodies and and dude she's beaten down let me just let me just strung up (laughs) let me just say every single time so natasha black widow you know she you know, she like kicks the legs out of guys. She throws gadgets at guys and electrocutes them or whatever. But every time she lands back on her feet, she lands in a superhero yes. pose yep. in it's the superhero so landing pose. And she does it like five times. She is. This is where she got her signature move too. They're like six or seven dudes that she fights where she just wraps her thighs around their faces and throws. Yes, them I know she's going, like Son- she's going full. She's going full Sonia type. Yeah. <laughs> or Zenia on the top. Yeah. <laughs> But spinning around bodies yeah. too. It's it's weird. Yeah, she she looks like uh she looks like what's his name? Uh Rey Mysterio. She goes full Rey Mysterio on these guys. Well, she didn't and when kill it's, any of these when it's filmed Rey right, Mysterio killed a guy. That's true. When it's filmed right as it is in this movie, it looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh it but looks yeah, good. every time it's when just... she ends with that stupid landing, it's like And she she also does a lot of landing. And the camera zooms in on the back of her head, and she looks behind her. Yeah, that, it does that like three times. It it's it feels it's good. I mean, it's well choreographed. It's well done. It's well shot. But it is kind of samey. It ain't it. no daredevil hallway fight scene. That's for sure. No, no, no it is not. Um, they get to the room 
where Ivan Vanko is supposed to be. I almost said Ivan Drago. Thanks, guys. <laughs> and she, like, kicks down the door, and she's got both guns, like, pointing around, and he's not there, and there are two bodies hanging. Did she actually pull out guns? Yeah, two of them. And she thinks, you know what? Forget those two dead bodies. I'm going to hack into this computer. You know what's easier than shooting one gun? Shooting two guns. Yeah. <laughs> you know Especially how, for one dude. You know how you do one thing that requires precision? Let's do that, but twice and at the same time. Oh, oh. yeah. Double. She, uh, she starts hacking into the computer, and she gets in, and she disables. She reboots Rhodey's software right after they crash into the Japanese garden. And that's how, like, she's got a really bad line where she, like, Tony's face pops up on the screen. She goes, you just got your best friend back. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Kind of an awkward yeah, phrase. Yeah, so she she, say, she shakes, like, the remote control of Rhodey's suit. <laughs> she she pulls the cartridge out and blows into it. <laughs> That's it all it needed, in. man. <laughs> Thank you, Nintendo uh, Power. So Rhodey and Tony are arguing about where they're going to be positioned when all the drones catch up to them because they've got, like, a good little distance between them and uh they're standing next to each other right dead center in the middle of this garden and i knew from the beginning of this scene they're gonna end up back to back during this scene there's no way they and don't. it was just back like to back stop that <laughs> they're in, yeah they're in this japanese garden i mean technically with like petals falling all around and stuff and I, yeah i don't know for me it was just kind of like they're trying to create like a a scene that really stands out and it did not work for me no, no. And, and uh, they're like talking. Rhodey wants to go up high while Tony he wants stays the high somewhere ground. else. Uh-huh. Shut up. Somewhere Hayden Christensen bolts up from sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was in other movies. <laughs> He's never woken up. He's always asleep. Uh, he was in the movie Awake. Okay. He was awake for that movie. <laughs> he was That's... asleep for most of that movie, I think. Kind of. <laughs> Um, either way, he's sleepwalking through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, there. And then he says, like, staying Tony, down low. Tony, you don't is... want to be here. This is the kill box. This is where you come to die. And then all the sure drones. Sure enough, they wasted time bickering yeah. in the drones. All the drones up. land around them in the quote unquote kill box. And they get back to back. Naturally. And they're getting shot up by these drones, and it's not hurting them at all. No. It's like, why are y'all even scared of these things? If these. Yeah, if, the, if, if these things can't penetrate your armor because they're. 20 drones firing at them they're gut they're good they're getting hit there's no way they're not getting hit oh, yeah. and then tony shoots enough of them that his uh special attack bar starts flashing <laughs> the laser thing so tony they all group up it's like when you play diva in overwatch and you just make sure everyone's all together before you release a bunny bomb <laughs> yeah so he hits triangle circle left l1 r2 and super beam attack comes out. He yells, Rody, get down. Rody gets down, and these lasers just like circle around and cut all of them in half. And Rody's like, Why didn't you do that before? As I thought the same thing. You should have well, led with. I was thinking the whole thing, the, the whole time, like, Yeah, he should have used this at the very beginning. Well, this is another one of those things where it's a. Uh, he says, I can only use it once. It's a one off. Just like uh, that, it's the same sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge to the camera. Like when Rhodey showed up and he was like, it's me. I'm here. Get over it. Yeah. Even though, I mean, he does end up using it again in, I think, the first Avengers. But I'm not sure. I was like, why even show this stupid thing? Why does why does Iron Man have to end up saving both of them? Why can't they just both take out these drones together? Yeah. It's stupid and pointless. Yeah. Um, so anyway, they kill cool. they kill all the drones. But then the boss fight. Ooh. Yeah, Ivan Drago. God 
Dang it. It was me? Uh, Son of a bitch. I've been telling you guys his name this whole time. So Vodka Bot shows up. And, Vodka yeah. Bot. <laughs> Ro- At, robot of. This is when he stops being whiplash. Wait, Robotnik. There we go. <laughs> Dr. Robotnik shows up. And he. Uh, this is the part where he ceases being whiplash and becomes like a weird combination of the Crimson Dynamo and Whiplash, like combined. Crimson Dynamo was his dad's character in the comics. Was sort Whiplash's of like, character? No, Whiplash's also, dad's character. Also, sort of like uh, the Iron Monger. It's like Iron Man, but Russian and in a bigger suit. Yeah. He, so he shows. Yeah. Okay. He shows up in a giant That's, Iron Man suit, which. I am. Do not do a giant Iron Man suit as your boss battle in two consecutive movies. Yeah, I was gonna say that's a problem with comic books. A lot of times, it's like, well, here's the main character that you're rooting for. Here's the bad guy that's a little bit bigger version of that. It's like Venom, and although Venom is probably the best example out of all of those. Venom, yeah. uh, even Sabretooth. I mean, Sabretooth is like, yeah. a, oh, big Wolverine, but yeah. he doesn't have cool claws. Yeah, no, he's got. He, it's he's so, got kitty scratches. It's like they can't think of what to do, and so let's just do bigger and it's like musclier. A, it's like a mirror battle in an old video game. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. It's uh, dumb because it's not just the hero fighting an enemy, but fighting themselves. <gasps> Reed Richards is a scientist. Doctor Doom's a magician slash wizard. That's different. Uh, oh <laughs> unless, yeah, I guess that's true. Never unless mind. bad example. Unless you're watching. Uh, uh, the first Fantastic, or the the early Fantastic Four, in which he is a man turning into part gum wrapper on his face, where he's just metal in some parts. Same and thing it's... in Fant Forstick, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. Well, no, he's sort more more like it his gets suit, seared like onto his body. Yeah, but again, it's, it's still stupid. He looks even worse than the first movie. <laughs> yes, he does. Um, also, uh, it's not a bigger version of the the hero, but the Flash. Every major bad guy he has, and uh, Green Arrow, every major bad guy he oh. has is like Flash someone who can Gorilla run real fast Rod or someone who shoots a bow and arrow. I mean, his Captain biggest villain. Boomerang. <laughs> that is your argument. Captain Boomerang, that. Gorilla Grodd, and Reverse Flash. Let's go with Gorilla Grodd. Also, let's focus <laughs> on the fact. Boomerang. His oh, and Reverse enemy. Flash. And also Calendar That's Man. That's his biggest enemy's <laughs> name. His, or, or it's Dr. Zoom, or Professor Zoom. Yeah. Both of Dr. which are Eobor stupid. Thon. Anyway, we're way off uh, course here. Yeah, so Comics are weird. Anyway, yeah, big So they beat Robotnik in about 3 seconds. Yeah, yeah it's it is a it is an Sonic anti- and Tails take him down. It's an it's an anticlimactic fight scene. It really he, is. Yeah, Predators. The way they and they do they, it they do is, it, yeah. They do the whip thing, but he's like holding them both back. And they like look at each Ugh. other and they do the thing where they shot at each other earlier oh and yeah the explosion, they like, do the dbz move again yeah. yeah it is it is literally goku and vegeta looking at each other and deciding to do the fusion yeah and that's it does exactly not kill this man no instead he looks at them and goes you'll, you'll lose. lose and he predators them because he activates the the bomb, bomb on his, his chest, chest. and on ticking. all of the drones around them and tony remembers that uh pepper is waiting at the expo she called him at some point during this fight or during him fighting the drone but how does he know she is anywhere near the one drone that's left at the expo uh, i don't know because it's movie oh okay <laughs> and so he rushes as fast as he can like neo uh and he grabs except he her. was fast enough to save her neo wasn't Damn. that's true 
and he grabs her and flies her up as the drone explodes. Exactly as the drone explodes, of yeah. course. They land on a roof, and she's just, like, screaming and yelling. She's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And then they make out, and Rhodey watches them the whole time. Yeah. yeah. He lands her safely on this rooftop, and it turns out that's exactly where Rhodey flew to. And he's just sitting there watching them. Yeah, I mean, it's fine, but whenever they landed, you didn't think at any point to say, guys, I'm here too. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, guys. Instead, he just watches them make out for a second. And then and he goes, that's weird. Y'all look like two seals fighting over a grape. And I was like, they just kissed. It was normal kissing. That's weird. Do it again. He had another line <laughs> at some point. And it, uh, I cannot was remember. Was it the it... one about his car getting destroyed at, no, during no, no. the explosions? No, he, it's earlier in the movie. He has another line where he uses like some sort of. Like a simile? Yeah, and it does not work at all. I don't remember. Ugh. You're asking me to remember a specific line. Oh, in a movie he says something about the crossword details. puzzle, the robot. Oh, crossword the high tech crossword puzzle on his neck. Which I was just thinking, what? Why are you just say like? Because his veins are say, spider say, webbing, but call it that. Yeah, say, dude, your neck is sick. Say normal things. <laughs> That's a sick neck, bro. Um, Maybe again. I feel like I would have. It would have been a little more. All right. Had it been Terrence Howard saying it. <laughs> How does this movie end before we go to the credits? Um, they go to Iron Man. Uh, not Iron Man. Tony Stark goes and meets with uh, Nick Fury. And Nick Fury's like, here's the thing Where about are they the meeting? Avengers. Uh, some Again, hidden... <laughs> just watch this movie. They're meeting in building yeah, with table. Li- literally, they're meeting in building with table. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a secret little space that S.H.I.E.L.D. uses. In I, I would I guarantee I guarantee you that script just says interior building with table. <laughs> like, and he says, Tony, this was your dad's favorite building with table. And Tony I goes, know all the things about it's, building this, and table. This building is called I Love You, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> love Dad. <laughs> love Dad. Uh, I love you, Tony. Love Dad. Nick Fury, LTD. like hands him just this. in the cement. <laughs> Sorry. Sons of bitches. What does he hand him? He hands him a dossier on like the Avengers initiative and one about himself that uh, Black Widow wrote. And he's like reading it. And he's like, well, yeah, okay, I was impulsive, but I was dying. I made poor choices, but I was dying. Then and I have a girlfriend now. Textbook narcissism. That's true. But yeah, I have a girlfriend. That's it. He uses that as reasoning why he's a better person. Don't worry. I have a girlfriend. Yeah, because like at the end, he's like, uh, approval for the Avengers Initiative. Iron Man, yes. Tony Stark, not recommended. He's like, but I get laid. I have a girlfriend. I had the sex. Put me on your special team. And does he say, okay, never mind. You can totally be in our club. No. He just says, we're just going to use you as a consultant. And Tony's like, yeah, you can't afford me. Oh, but that's how it ends. That's yeah. how it ends. Because then uh, he's like, but you can do me a favor. We need a presenter because the government wants to give us an award. And the last scene oh, that's right. is the asshole senator, senator from the Senate. Senator, senator Stern. Stern. Hydra agent. Yeah, plastic face senator. It's him presenting Tony and Rhodey with these awards. And he pokes Tony with it, like, on purpose. And Tony goes, he, With Ow. his pin. Yeah. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. Did I get you? 
funny how painful, how big a pain in the ass a little prick can be. <laughs> and that, that line made me great, laugh. It's a great comedian line. Yeah, like, yeah it made me laugh for sure. And, and he's it, like, let's get a picture. Let's get a photo right after that. It cu- they take a picture. It cuts to credits. You sit through all the credits because this is a Marvel movie. And then you see like the desert and there's a car that pulls up. It's got New Mexico plates, which is where Phil Coulson mentioned he was going after he left earlier in the movie. He gets out, you see Phil Coulson, he walks over, he looks at this crater, and he calls presumably Nick Fury, and he's like, yeah, sir, it's Coulson, we found it, and then it zooms into the crater, and you see Mjolnir, uh, Thor's hammer, sitting there, teasing the next movie, which is obviously Thor. Which was maybe better than Iron Man 2. I think it was better. It's better than Iron Man 2, but it's not... Once again, barely remember anything about it. Yeah. Um, and with that, I mean, that's how the movie ends. That's it. <sighs> God. I we went think, on a lot longer did than I, I forget anything? I know. That movie. <laughs> huh? Did we forget anything? Is there anything we forgot? No. Well, we still got to do the finishing stuff. Well, yeah. Finishing stuff. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> tell me about this drinking game <sighs> and the Danny Award. Hold on. I'm still recovering from Jacob paraphrasing liar, liar at me. <laughs> so... Uh, the drinking game, man, I forgot to write stuff down for this. So oh, let's see. You had a whole podcast. Ooh, we can, we can crowdsource this drinking game. That's true. I will start it off with every time a car or robot explodes, take a drink. Obviously the Stan Lee cameo, which we forgot to mention actually. So at the beginning of the movie, Tony Stark's being escorted out of the expo and you see all it these is like people. A- a second, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Of you see, Stanley. what's his face? You see Stanley like in a suit with suspenders, and he goes, "Hey, Larry King, how and you doing?" And it's being filmed with like a, a yeah. handheld camera. Yeah. Like this is a '90s movie. Yeah. So for the Stanley cameo, obviously, finish your drink as um, is written. Every yeah. time somebody makes a superhero landing, you take a drink. Yes. Um. Every time, uh, Justin Hammer tries to be like Tony Stark in some way, take Ooh, a drink. That's a good one. Take a drink every time he calls him Anthony. Take, oh, take man. a drink. Every time the lady at the party throws something up in the air for him to destroy, <laughs> and take a, I think for the final or for for my final one, take a drink every time civilians survive something that they sh- clearly should not. Yeah, oh, every man. time somebody should have died. Take That's a drink. drinking the whole movie. Well, don't don't drink for every single person. That's like saying drink, drink every, every time event. a robot salutes. <laughs> Just drink drink forty times at once. <laughs> Uh, how about drink every time a parakeet shows up on screen? Oh, that's a good one. That's nice. a good one, which yeah. happens a surprising amount. Yeah, like drink every time Ivan wants his board. Vanko, Vanko doesn't eat his mashed potatoes. My ass. <laughs> Finish your drink every time he doesn't eat his mashed potatoes. And of course, drink every time someone drinks. So that's a few times. Yeah, for Tony. yeah. Tell uh, me about this Danny Man, we, award, we gave like 10 rules to this drinking Yeah, game. sorry. If y'all could think of anything else, uh, go ahead and tweet at us. Yeah, yeah. We're most active on Twitter, honestly. Yeah. That's, what, that's the best way to reach us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Everything else is just kind of like to keep keep our presence there, but Twitter's where it's at. And we want you. Oh, yeah. Um, And I'm going to say that the Danny Award goes to Expo Kid. Uh, naturally Max Favreau he was the only extra that really stood out aside from like Les- Leslie Bibb returning from the first movie yeah um, didn't have any lines or anything and we found out later it was 
Peter Parker. Yeah, kind of retcon to be Peter Parker, yeah. so uh, you can enjoy it for that reason too. Yeah, I like that. Um, the sky poem. We already discussed our sky poems. I feel like we're all gonna have the best, best again. and worst. Go ahead. Uh, mine is Robert Downey Jr. again. I I always love Robert Downey Jr. Uh, maybe not so much in this movie as I do in other Iron Man movies, but he, I still thought he was the best. Yeah. Uh, there was no one I enjoyed more. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr., he was my best actor for this too, and I think mostly it's because even the bad stuff that he did, I feel like it's not his fault. It's more of a writing issue. Yeah. Because like, the, like, the tone of his character, it changes, but, I mean, there's no other way to play those things the way that they're written. Yeah, the character is bad, but it's acted well. Yeah. So, I yeah. Robert Downey Jr., he gets mine, too. Ren picks somebody different, question mark? He does. Uh, Sam Rockwell? Clark Gregg. Oh, I feel oh. like with that. I feel like Robert Downey Jr.'s likableness in this movie went down quite a bit, while Clark Gregg is just as Clark Gregg as ever. God, he I is. love Clark. It was so He's fantastic as Agent Coulson, him. and it's always great when he shows up. Yeah. Yeah. I, because uh, I, I just watched. Christian watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he looks different on that show. Well, it's just now he's like, <laughs> he's missing a hand. He's like grizzled. He's got scruff. He's Rick from the Walking Dead comics right now. <laughs> kind of, yeah. In a way. They're Which is one space. of the few comic book series I've ever read from beginning to like where it's at now. Yeah. Um, who was your worst actor, Cookie? Uh, Mickey Rourke. I hated him. I hated everything about him. He looks like a Ken doll got thrown under a salamander for a couple of minutes. And he delivers his lines like a Ken doll that was thrown under a salamander. Ooh, I know who mine is. We, man, we, we were on the level today. Uh, yeah. Mickey Rourke? Uh, yeah, Mickey Rourke. Nice. He's, my, he's my worst actor here. And part of it is not his fault. Um, I think that Mickey Rourke, yeah, he's he's had a lot of work done in his life. Yeah, uh, I know that he was. Wasn't he in like an accident or like he, he was, was in a in car wreck? He was in a car accident. He's had a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, and he was so, a boxer for a few. He left frankly, acting to be a boxer. Frankly, for a while. his face it just doesn't show expression terribly well. Yeah, and there are a couple of moments like he's supposed to be sinister in parts. He's supposed to be showing like grief in 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 a part. And he looks the same, and yeah. it, it sucks. But, yeah, I just can't get on board with it. And, and not to mention, I just don't – I'm not a huge Mickey Rourke fan. I like The Wrestler a lot, but I'm not a huge Mickey Rourke fan well, anyway. Well, The Wrestler is one of the big things that made me choose Mickey Rourke is because I know he can convey sadness and anger and things like that because I've seen The Wrestler. Yeah. See, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna disagree with I'm that. I'm going to go ahead I, and uh, disagree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Chump. What is that from? I don't know. I'm just telling you. It's not from Office Space. Who cares? I think that Mickey Rourke actually does emote pretty well in this movie. And I think he's a fantastic actor. I really love him and everything that I've seen him in for the most part. And I think he's good at restrained emotion. Like he's holding back he's like he's a big buff guy that's trying not to show emotion and that's exactly how it comes across and it's fine I swear to god um, if you chose don Cheadle, i'm gonna eat your brain i'm sorry dude i chose don are Cheadle. you kidding i just me? do not think he's as good as terrence howard oh, would have been better. i almost i almost picked don he Cheadle. so much better i than almost picked don Cheadle. 
Terrence Howard I realize is he's a, a gangster, and that's not what I need from Rhodey. He's not a gangster at all. Just because you watched Hustle and Flow before you ever saw him in Iron Man that does is not, not that mean is that's not the case. I saw Hustle it's and the Flow same, like after. If I see John Malkovich and stuff, I think of Of Mice and Men first because it's the first thing I saw him in. First thing I saw Terrence Howard in was Iron Man. Hustle and Flow came out before Iron Man. Yeah, but I didn't watch it before Iron Man. Your movie watching's all over the place, dog. I don't watch movies as they're released. <laughs> I didn't watch way, Casablanca in the 30s. Either way, Don Cheadle is definitely more of a team player, as he proved with the Oceans movies, but I just don't think that uh, he's as good in the part as Terrence he's Howard. He's a better yes. actor overall than Terrence Howard. I don't know if I would agree with that either, honestly. And I, I love I would Don agree. Cheadle. I Hotel love Don Rwanda? Cheadle. Give me one thing Terrence Howard has done that comes close to Hotel Rwanda. One thing. There isn't one. The closest you get is Hustle and Flow or Crash. Anyway. Maybe Empire. I hate Terrence Christian's Howard. Christian's vendetta aside. I hate, I don't like about, Terrence Howard. How about you recast Black Widow? Okay. Um, well, actually. Oh, we uh, already recast some of these roles. Uh, yeah. Some of the more major roles. Yeah, so we're, we're kind of... We're taking a back for Iron Man. Yeah, so yeah. if you want to hear those, listen to our Iron Man episode. The sentence I was going to say. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we, yeah, realize. we kind of split that sentence up between the two of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay. For my for recast. Black Widow. With Black Widow. Gonna... <laughs> I went with Emily Blunt, who Ooh, was actually the original good. choice for Black Widow. Oh, no okay. Kidding. That sounded but, familiar to yeah, me. Yeah, she had to drop out. And I love Emily Blunt. She's a terrific actress. She was great in Live, Die, Repeat. Edge of Tomorrow, I mean. That's the name of that movie? Great last name, know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Damn. She's been good in a lot of stuff I've seen her in. She was really good in Ryan Johnson's Looper. Uh, I'm, I just really like her. Cool. I'm, I'm on board with that. I like Emily Blunt. I like her. I've, of, I've liked Emily Blunt in pretty much everything I've tomorrow, seen Tomorrow, she kicks ass in that yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, she does. I, I mentioned that. I just um, said live, die, you? repeat. Oh, yeah. no. Gross. Don't yeah. do that. Well, that's a better name for the movie. No, what? I I will fight you. Man, we are totally disagreeing. Because Hollywood is totally trying to trick us into calling the next movie Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat Again or something. And it's <laughs> stupid as hell. I will eat your brains. For oh. Ivan Vanko, I went with pretty much the only actor I could think of that could do a Russian accent that wasn't Dolph Lundgren. Duh. I went with Gary Oldman. I don't even think Dolph Lundgren is even Russian. He's not, but he can do a Russian accent. You went with Gary Oldman? Yeah. He's a great actor. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, He's very adept at accents, for yeah. sure. I, I, I didn't want to spend a lot of time thinking about who I would cast in this movie, especially for who I think is the second weakest villain in the MCU behind Malekith in Thor 2. Uh, so, Who? Exactly. <laughs> So I just went with Gary Oldman. Now, Justin Hammer is my favorite one. I went with Steve Carell. Steve Carell, I think, would be awesome. Very interesting. I get that. I uh, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, uh, Foxcatcher. Yes. But the, he's, I have actually never watched that. He, it is a phenomenal and he, film. And it's I mean, like that's what I've heard. The but. ruthlessness that he has in that movie, I think mm-hmm. it would... I mean, there's comedic relief in this movie, which yeah. I don't know if Steve Carell knows anything about comedic relief. I don't think he's ever I don't, done a he's comedy. He's not done comedies. He's no. just strictly drama. But yeah. I think that... 40-Year-Old Virgin really tugged at the heartstrings. <laughs> oh. I think that... Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think, well, I think the big role of his that really drew me towards it 
was sort of the bumbling of Michael Scott, but then more of like the businessman angle that he had in the big For, short. Anchorman. That's a great pick. I, I, that's a surprisingly Anchorman. good pick. I'm yes. happy with that. <laughs> uh, Justin like lamp. Justin I love like lamp. <laughs> did you do him after? Yeah, you did. You did him after. Yeah. Cause he was the one I was most excited about. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. I just wanted to get Gary say... Oldman out of the way. All right. Yo. He probably has more of a character too than Ivan. Yeah. Drago. Funk. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren can reprise so, his role. So, uh, I, as Black Widow, um, Foster, I, <laughs> I cast, go to hell. Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> I cast uh, Lena Headey Ooh. as Black Widow. Huh. She might be a little old. Yeah, that's what well, I'm she's, I, taste, I, I but... So I looked it up. She's in her 40s. Yeah, um, but she but she doesn't she doesn't look her age to me. And more importantly, forty is eighty in Hollywood, Jacob. You know this. Get the hell out of here, dude. Nat, uh, <laughs> what's her face? Scarlett Johansson at this point's too old to play Black Widow, and she's thirty two. Anyway, so I picked Lena Headey. You know, um, I know that uh, you know she's really well known for for uh, what is her name? C Cersei. Cersei. There Cersei you go. Lannister. She's got a she's got a real ruthless streak, and yeah. I think that Black Widow in particular. Uh, I think that that ruthless streak, like kind of showing through sometimes, that's a that's part of her character. Especially you know what I mean? Because she comes from like Russian assassin school yeah, upbringing. I, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. I think that that's a, I think that that would be a cool a cool thing to explore. And if anybody can do it, it's Lena Headey. That's true. And not to mention Lena Headey. Yeah, she's. I think she's a badass character. I think she plays badass characters well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, for uh, Justin Hammer, I picked Ben Mendelsohn. Okay. Yeah. 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 I can play along. What's he in? I recognize the name. Uh, Rogue if, One. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he's also in uh, uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Is he playing Carnage in Venom? I don't know. Is that him? No. Who's, who, who, who is that's he in a, Rogue One? That's. <laughs> he's the villain. The uh, guy in white. Oh. Yeah. Uh, oh. Ben. Yeah. Ben Mendelsohn. Riz he was, Ahmed. That was Doctor Ahmed is playing. <laughs> And honestly, Carnage. I picked that because the second uh, the second Justin Hammer came on screen, there was a brief moment where I thought it was Ben Mendelsohn. And okay. Director because Krennic. I, think, I totally forgot. Yeah. Sorry, short aside. I Fine. totally forgot that Carnage was going to be in Venom, too. You just reminded yeah. me Yeah. Hey, that. did you happen to see the trailer This is not today? a short aside. I don't need to see another photo that's released that says Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. No, that's Tom Hardy. That's just Tom Hardy. So anyway, they, then for uh, Ivan Vanko. <laughs> anyway. He said the name right. You did. Uh, for Ivan Vanko, I, I was worried that he would be a little old, uh, but I picked John Glover, who played Lex Luthor's father in Smallville. He's got that. He's got that look to me. Which, mind you, he's not quite as he's not as physically imposing as Mickey Rourke by any means, but he's got like that old, like grizzled, like kind of like slimy, but also you know he's got that like intelligence that I think. Um, for me, would have been more important to the character than having it be Mickey Rourke being, you know, beefy and broad yeah, okay. and whatever. He also played uh, Jason something in Batman and Robin. He's the one that turns Poison Ivy into Poison Ivy. Does he really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he plays like the mad scientist? Yes. Oh, God. I didn't know that. I never mind. Yeah. I take it back. Ben Foster. I picked Ben <laughs> Foster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good choice. Good choice. <laughs> Go ahead, Ren. All right. Uh, let me go to my choices because I did it somewhere different this time. What's going on here? Okay. Um, who man? For 
we did Black Widow first. Yeah. Yeah. For Black Widow, I was kind of going more for like age around the same age and also for like how many starring roles she's had and everything so that they know she's a bankable star or Katie something Perry. like that. Katy Perry. You went with Katy Perry. Mm, no, okay. I would not go for her for anything. But uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh. That's good. As Black Widow. Yeah. Yep. You I said mean, you said Mary and I felt like I I, I feel like yeah. I finished the sentence in my head. As soon as you said it, head. I was like sky high. Yeah, I'm kind of <laughs> surprised that she Okay, that's not the first thing that comes to my mind. <laughs> sky high. <laughs> I thought cheaper by the dozen 3. <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> 10 Cloverfield Lane. I know. Anyway, yeah, she's um, great in that. Yeah, I think she's I don't love her and stuff. She's totally like just a passable female badass yeah. and stuff which is exactly what the part was for this movie but she does have great acting range too when she tries yeah so yeah. definitely um and for ivan drago vonko vodka man i'm gonna struggle with this mango one. i went with uh an actual Russian actor. Pick actors that you can say the names of. Vladimir Vadovichinkov. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say this last name, but I will show no, you. No, you do not. I will show you the last name, and I want you to try to say it, Christian. And okay. this is the guy in the picture. Hand me the phone. He's just like a real serious and big uh, Russian actor. Vadovichinkov. That's exactly what I said. Don't don't show it to me. I, I'm gonna embarrass myself. Also, w- were you looking at a, a like a fan cast, and that's why it says Vladimir Vadovichenkov as Ivan? Vanko? No, no, I added that myself so that I could say both names. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> man! I'm I, glad you were thinking. I know ahead. neither of y'all have seen him in anything, but uh, he looks slightly familiar. But he also looks like like a generic white villain. So. Like, yeah. he looks like a white henchman. Yeah, I agree. Which is pretty much what he is in the movie. I mean, he's got a little drive motivation, um, but whatever, this movie was stupid. Yeah, I, I, that's a criticism I forgot to say. That character seems like a henchman. Yeah. He seems like somebody's henchman. Like and he, Justin he Hammer. Is but not Justin big... Hammer has no control over him, so it's like there's no villain in this movie. Exactly. No villain. Yeah, he shouldn't be a big bad. He doesn't have the character to be a big bad. Nope. And also, they reuse the the Stark destroyed my life thing later on in, uh, uh, Civil War. in, in Civil War, which I think I hate. Like, now that I've seen this movie... And in Iron Man 3, really. Like, oh, with yeah. the woman at the beginning? Oh, my God. Well, No, uh, no in Iron Man Guy 3. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, because he Tony Stark blew him off or whatever. So and my choice for uh, Justin Hammer is Eddie Redmayne. Ooh, I like that. I, think I like Eddie Redmayne. That, like, he's a great actor. He's great in most things. The Danish Girl. And uh, Fantastic Beasts. Yes. What is he not good in? The, uh, yes. what is it called? The Jupiter? Is Ascending. It called? Jupiter Ascending. That movie is so bad. Everyone's bad in that movie. But he's, the theory, yeah, the theory of everything and Danish Girl. And oh, like, I forgot about theory of everything. He's, yeah, he's a great actor and he, I think he would be perfect in this sort of role of like trying hard to be charming and just not quite pulling it off. Um, I agree with that. And so that's my. My casting. All right. Uh, so let's, let's rate, rate it and wrap it up. Yes, all. Um, go ahead, Christian. I gave it a five out of ten. It's a movie that exists. Full stop. That's my that's my official review. It exists. 
okay. It's not good, not bad, just there. I gave it a uh, 6 out of 10. Um, and it was essentially for the same reason, because it's a very average movie. Um, it's entertaining in a base kind of way. I mean, the writing isn't the writing isn't terrible through most of it. The effects are fine. Yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm it's a... it's I bump it to a six only because of the inclusion of uh, only because they continued the casting of Robert Downey Jr., who I love. <laughs> I'm gonna bump it up to a six, purely for Justin Hammer and Clark Gregg. I'm sticking with y'all's original of five. I thought this movie was straight down the middle. It's not good. It's not bad. It is a movie. It's for, yeah, it's that's forgettable. exactly what it is. So if anything, I want to go lower, but... Especially because we just watched it and had But trouble. it doesn't ruin, like, it, it doesn't... There's no course correction needed after this movie. It's just like... No. Well, oh, it that, was, that was safe. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... That's it. That's that was the quickest rating get... we've ever had. That's yeah. the first time I haven't done two ratings. I noticed that. Like <laughs> that's how that's how terrible this movie is. Or forgettable. It's just it's not there. worth the time. All right, y'all. Are we ready? Ready yeah. to finish her up? We let's, done. Let's end her. All right. Um, so of course, uh, the podcast is always available. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, uh, Castbox. If you use Castbox. Both of you who use CastBox, make sure to download it on we CastBox. We got like 39 downloads off CastBox. Relax. <laughs> oh, nice. I'm appealing. Oh, nice. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, also, I want to announce we received our first iTunes review, and it was five stars. We're huge now. We made it, boys. It That's was. true. We're famous now. It was um, a great review. So if that was any of you guys, thank you so much. Please go review it. Even if it's a bad review, I, I want to know. You know, we want to know what we can do better. We want to be What was better. the name? Shout out. It Geek was, reviewer. oh yeah, it was, it was Geeky Reviewer. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Geeky Reviewer, because yeah. you're, it made my entire day 100%. Oh, yeah. I remember Jacob showing Yeah, they told me and I was smiling. like, what, what person, was it Christian's mom or who was it? <laughs> also, yeah, I thank you if Could you are a mom. listener. Um, if you're a relative of ours, don't tell us. Let's, That's true. Let's die with that secret, please. Yep. Yeah, not even in your will, let's not your last words. Let's go to my gravestone. <laughs> Geeky reviewer gave Ren five stars. <laughs> um, make sure it hit us up. Twitter, Facebook, if you guys have an idea, uh, we're finishing up phase one of the MCU fairly quickly. We're kind of, we're trucking right along now. Yeah, now yeah, that we've got things going again. Yeah. Computer issues. Yeah, fixed. yeah, we're, we're trucking right along. So if you guys have ideas for movies that we can do, uh, hit them, hit us up. You know, we, we want to know your thoughts and we want to know what we you have guys want to hear. We have an idea for the movies that we're like three movies. We're going to review after phase one. But if people suggest movies that they really want to hear us review, we would totally be willing. Yeah, to do yeah this is, there's nothing hard and fast about nah. this podcast We're we're, we're totally catering this to, to whatever anybody wants. So, let us know. Uh, make sure, of course, tweet at us uh, at SHF Podcast. Look us up on Facebook uh, at Superhero Fatigue. We're on Instagram under SHF Podcast. And make sure to use uh, the hashtag SHF Podcast. And Rin is doing something with his hand. Well, do and you I have thought he... to. Uh, do we have to say, like, who does the theme song and stuff like that? Credits? I... Uh, oh, I. Uh... Once. <laughs> oh, I yeah. Sure. I... Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, so. Uh, to license the song correctly, I have to tell you uh, that our music is uh, Eloise by Royal Headache, yes. which is a song that uh, I actually I downloaded it because I was poor and was looking for free music. And it's actually an awesome song. 
Yeah. Uh, I've listened to more Royal Headache after that. They're awesome. Please go look them up. They have a band camp. Uh, I can put that in the show notes as well. Um, if you guys want more stuff, they're great and they're awesome for licensing their music out for free use. So yeah, shout out. Make sure to make sure to to hit that up as much as you can. Uh, again, contact us if you have any ideas or questions or anything like that, or commentary, uh, or even the things, the thousand things we couldn't remember about this movie or about the Marvel universe. Let us know. We'll 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 shout you out at some point. I promise. Oh, absolutely. And now we are going to bed because we have superhero fatigue. Ugh. Oh, thank God he made a shitty joke before it was over, though. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.